And welcome to uh, very. I guess this is the, the the official beginning of the podcast that we like to call Geekazoid. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, my name is J Rod or J Rod underscore HD or Jaden, depending on where you know me from. We just like to say thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. And if you are joining us live, definitely let us know where you're from, who you are, because all your comments can be read out live during this show. And that's only if you're joining us live. So we're streaming this on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook as well. So kick it off right away. Uh, I know we've got Jazzy S World of Fun. She is uh, tuned on here, and I'm going to show her on the screen right now. I'm here. I'm the first one here. Congratulations. And if you are here, let us know where you're tuning in from. And uh, and I'm not joined. I'm not here by myself. I am joined by, uh, well, the host, and we're going to be joined by um, Dion a little bit later on. But first of all, I'm going to welcome all the way from Melbourne, uh, representing uh, the Star Wars community and all that good stuff. Please welcome Taylor. Tay, thank you so much for Hello. joining us on Geekazoid. Um, how you been? How's your, how's your week been? It's been pretty good. It's been very chilly, as always, in Melbourne. Um, but I'm hoping for that it's starting to warm up a little bit. Um, but that's right. I've got the heater going. So I am all good. Nice and toasty inside. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear what trending topics you have for us this week. And also, we are talking about uh, the greatest movie trilogy of all time. So if you want to stick around and have a conversation about that, definitely let us know. Uh, we're also joined by our resident trivia master. Please welcome to the stream, Captain Fizzman! Hello, hey, hello. Fizzman. Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. You've had a little bit of a busy week, haven't you? I have very much so. <laughs> We're going to be talking about that a little bit later on, and we're going to be talking about uh, today as well a little bit later on, because I know it's mm -hmm. a very special day for you. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, Hogwarts, Harry Potter, and the, the Wizarding World uh, info dropped today, so that, that's very, very exciting. So um, we're going to hear from you just a little bit later on. All right, Fizzman. We've got our last host, because this, this is... This is the awesome foursome right here. He's just made it in the nick of time as well. I cannot believe the timing. Dion, welcome, buddy. Welcome to the stream. Welcome to Geekazoid. How, how, how's your day been? It, it seems to be quite stressful, right? Thanks for the introduction. Yeah, my day's been quite stressful. Yes, yeah, so I finished work a bit late today, but I, I made it. I could not miss this. I've been excited for this since last Thursday. I've got so much to tell you guys today. I'm so, I'm so excited to be doing this, not with three people this time, but four people, like four cultured people from Australia, yeah. and I am just keen to get started with this. Let's go. This is the first time. I mean, this is the this is officially the first time we're doing this stream as well, and this is the first time that we've had all four of, four of us on the stream. So yes. fingers crossed, this is gonna go. <laughs> no, this will be good. Uh, uh, I mean, great. I did look honestly. I did have a wig just as a backup in case Tay this wasn't able to join so i was gonna <laughs> <Got> my back <laughs> i've got your back 
Oh, look, we, uh, Fizz, if you want to bring out that wig, 100% bring it out whenever you're ready. <laughs> Just want to shout out to a couple of people. We've got Tao there on the line. He says, hi. He's tuning in on uh, YouTube, which is great to test out the stream. Uh, resident Geekazoid fan himself, Abdul, is always on the stream, and he's been t uh, testing out um, how well it streams online. So, um, uh, Abdul, or Abs, follow me on all my socials on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. There's a little plug there for his socials there, and he also says, hey, all as well. Uh, little Weird Guy says, hey, Jack. Jazzy S, which is really, really cool. And um, Jazzy S also says, did I watch one of you previous, uh, one of your previous lives? Uh, so I knew what was going on here. Is that you, Fizz? I no, no, she, were, she was talking about uh, watching a previous live stream. Oh, a previous like, live stream on yeah Geekazoid. of ours yeah oh no way okay yeah. oh maybe maybe on the de on demand so maybe it wasn't live but it was like a a, a yeah of course and all that. Guys, definitely let us know if you're in the chat where you are. Uh, keep the conversation flowing as well because we want to hear from you and, uh, and, and, and what you think about these trending topics as well. And speaking about trending topics, let's cut it over to a segment that we like to call Trending Topics. <laughs> All right. I need to fix that audio because RIP... Uh, Eardrums. Okay, so yes. uh, Dion, you've got a little bit of news for us right now. A little bit of news. This one's pretty big, if you if you ask loose. me. It's a big uh, one. Definitely. Tell a big me, one. we find they they found Ezra Miller. Like this guy's been MIA for quite a long time, and he's uh, he's come out. And, and I love how you said that they found them. Like he's been like, he, they really had to go and like try and try and find this person. Like they've been hiding undercover. It feels like this is like some type of movie. They're gonna make a biopic about how Ezra Miller went went missing, and they. They finally found him and he's got this whole big apology. But I feel like this also could be good advertising for the movie itself, whether he's in it, whether he's not, whether they recast it. This has definitely made it more popular than it already was, you know, with the, all these all these antics going on with Ezra Miller. So, uh, so essentially what's, what's happened is that he's made a public apology finally. We finally have some type of word coming out of Ezra Miller after, you know, what's been happening. And they basically said you know that they're dealing with some mental health issues right now and that they're going to work on themselves you know fans didn't really take it seriously a lot of people have been joking about that but I feel like this is like you know the first step of you know mental health is a serious thing that I'm, I'm a huge advocate for so you know as long as they are getting the help that they need then that's that's the first step but we'll see what what DC does from from here on out about you know Ezra Miller's place at I guess Discovery or Warner Bros Studios it's nice to see that he is getting the help, like you just said, and um, hopefully this helps out with the Flash and the future of the Flash as well. But um, I mean, he, he made an official statement here as well, which we'll get up on the screen. And um, I mean, like you said, it, it is like we we hadn't heard from him for quite a long time, so it's nice that he's getting um, the help that they deserve, and it, 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 which is really really good. So um, I hope that that can all get sorted and we can move on with some with some nice stuff. Uh, moving right along, and I was talking to Taylor about this a little bit earlier on in the stream, Tay. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get anything organized for your... Well, I did, but it didn't work, unfortunately. But we're talking about the new Star Wars series. It's a series, right? Tell, tell me more yes. about about what's going on here and what we, we can expect. All right. So Star Wars Andor is going to come out soon. It's premiering on September the 21st. And we're going to see a story uh, from one of our characters that we saw in Rogue One. So... Rogue One was five years after this, 
Andor. So it's a prequel to uh, Rogue One. So hopefully we're going to see some other familiar characters. I don't know if um, Jin Erso is going to make an appearance. I couldn't quite find any information whether that was only rumours or not. Um, but we, who are we getting? We're actually getting... Uh, before I forget to mention this, um, Stellan Skarsgård, so one of the Skarsgård family. Wow. Uh, yeah, from we've seen him in Marvel a lot. Um, yeah, he's going to be a character on there, but it didn't say, I don't think it said what uh, character name he's got. So I'm not sure exactly who he's playing, but I, I like him as an actor, so I'm excited to see that. Um, yeah, the, this, it is. And a lot of this he's already in the MCU as well, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but the filming for this, I saw, it, it's a shame that we our uh, the photos weren't working there because I found some behind the scenes footage and a lot of it is on set. They're not use, using like stage sets. Most of it's all like in the field, like they've obviously created um, sets and that. But uh, I think one of the main characters, uh, their house is made out of like old junk parts and that. Um, so a lot of things, it's not all like your fake facades that you have in in the studios and that. So um, they even were saying that they had to hike mountains for like a couple of hours just for like one shot, just because they weren't wow. using these stage, stage sets. They wanted to be like natural and all quite realistic. Because um, I think, especially in Rogue One, it kind of was a, a grittier Star Wars. It wasn't so much like, you know, all of the people with, fancy spaceships and all this kind of stuff that they just have to stay on their planet and live their life and it's not quite as extravagant perhaps so i'm very keen sorry to, to interrupt see... you Terry, real quick yeah. you did mention rogue one i don't know if you guys heard but they're actually re-releasing in cinemas right now in imax which is quite exciting i don't know if you guys are going to get around to that but like that is definitely something that like rogue one is like that some like some people's favorite star wars movie so like that's really exciting to watch it on one of the biggest screens in the world so yeah, just wanted to yeah, yeah and apparently they, and just chiming in. Apparently, they're going to be showing a little bit of like exclusive footage from the Ando series as well at the end or the beginning of it as well. So that is yeah, so I thought, cool. I I loved Rogue One. I thought it was a really cool, one of the more current uh, Star Wars films that they've released. Uh, and beautiful Taya, standalone again, film. Yeah, and mm. Tay, apologies again. I couldn't get that footage up for you, but no, I'll make good. sure that it's a priority for you next week, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but um, what, I'll, what I'll bring my it? own little slides. I'll bring a little yes. booklet and start what, what, bringing my own photos. Was it the, the 21st of September that we can expect to see? Was it the first two episodes that they're dropping? It's actually first three. So on September yes. the 21st, we're getting three episodes to start with. Oh, wow. So that's exciting. So I'm okay. trying to... I want to stop myself from watching all three in a row, but I don't think I'm going to be able to wait. I think I'm going to binge all three, like one <laughs> yeah. right after the other. Just a bit of a teaser, I reckon. You know, yeah. don't, don't, don't wait for it. Just watch it all in one go. <laughs> There's so many spoilers as well. I don't want to ruin it. So I have to. I have to get in there nice and quick and make sure I'm not ruining it for myself. Can we agree that like the way that Disney Plus does it by releasing – or unless it's like Obi-Wan where how they release like two episodes at once, the way that they do it by releasing an episode a week has fans talking about that one episode for the whole entire week, which just create more, creates more fan base, more fan theories in comparison to like say Daredevil on Netflix, the whole season gets released at once. I feel like they both have their benefits, but having it released week to week is, it's kind of fun because you're anticipating what's going to happen next. Th that's it. It keeps the, the fandom going as well. And sometimes I, I found like, say with the Kenobi series, like they drop the first two episodes straight away. And I feel like they do that because 
I don't want to say not a lot happened in the first episode, but like you, you're just like, I need to see where this goes. And then where it took it, you're just like, okay, thank goodness they dropped the two uh, episodes back to back because it sort of just built up that universe a little bit more. And it got you really, like really excited. Like this is the series and this is where we're taking it. So I wouldn't be surprised if the reason why they're dropping three episodes is because like, you need to see these three episodes to appreciate what we're trying to do with this story. So, um, yeah, I, I will be definitely on, binging it. Just on yeah, taste point, I feel like with them using on location sets rather than like a soundstage, I feel like they're taking it back to old school Star Wars when they were yeah. filming the original trilogy where we're going to get that, which actually works really well in the timeline of the Star Wars cinematic universe because Rogue One is set before A New Hope. And so yeah. with Andor being set before Rogue One, it's very much of it's very much in that element and it gives us the same atmosphere as we get from when we were watching the original Star Wars. Uh, that's right. Fun fact, we're all Star Wars fans here, but none of us were actually born when the actual original trilogy <laughs> came out. <laughs> hey, I mean that's I watched it fact. on VHS. But I was Yeah, but you weren't you weren't around in the in the seventies, uh Fizzman. Sorry, Tay, you're gonna say something? Yeah, no, I was going to say how excited I am, like what Fizzman was saying, that um, because it was A New Hope, then Rogue One, and now we're seeing Andor, I love the fact that we get those kind of fill-in stories. So while some of the stories that we've watched over and over again, it's like our comfort thing, or for me anyway, now we kind of get to see what was happening at that exact same moment mm. elsewhere. And yes. like, I really love those little little details. Like Those are so interesting to me. So I'm very I, yeah. excited. I feel like it's also going to answer a lot of fan questions. Like the thing with Rogue One is that it answered the question of like, why was there a hole in the Death Star that was big enough to fit a torpedo? Uh, there's this really funny Family Guy moment because they did the Star Wars like Family Guy trilogy thing and they sort of answered that. They're like, how come there's a hole there? And it was like this whole big parody. And I remember watching Rogue One and I'm like, they mentioned this on Family Guy. But sorry, just just before we jump off this, uh, this topic here, um, with Rogue One, the director made sure that all the the cast in in the, in front of the the camera they all had to make sure that they had haircuts and 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 sideburns to match the 70s and and to make it feel like it was authentic and they they're doing the same with this one as well so um yeah really really excited to see that when it finally comes out. All right, I'm going to take over now because Captain Fizzman and I were very busy on Tuesday night. Uh, we attended the House of the Dragon Sydney premiere. Um, th this is going to be streaming on Binge on the 22nd, which is next week. Is it? Is it Tuesday or is it? No, it's Monday. It's yeah, Monday, Monday, I believe. Yes. Okay, Monday. so... Really, really exciting, and Binge invited uh, a whole bunch of uh, friends over at Digital Fox to uh, to cosplay and create some uh, some amazing, uh, like just create the atmosphere around there. And there is, of course, our king, Captain Fizzman, <laughs> there uh, oh, oh. on the throne. Look at him there. At this point, you guys should just be extras in the, like the next couple episodes for any oh, Game of Thrones series. <laughs> oh, you guys fit in so well. That that picture right there, with, like so good. Andy in the middle, oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, this is the rest of the crew. Uh, it was it was such a fun event. We we got there quite early and we started maybe taking photos at about what four or four thirty. And then um, the guests were arriving. I think the first screening was around about six forty or seven o'clock. Uh, so we're walking around taking photos, having a sword fight. Like it was really cool just to attend there and just you know geek out and, and nerd out and you know 
do, do some cosplay. Uh, come on, guys. I can't let you give Captain Fizzman all <laughs> the, the love. Looking sharp. There's, there's, Looking there's, there's my throne shot as well there. And um... okay, like when I saw that pick, I was like, that is insane. Looks so good. It looks I'm great. So that drone was insane, and um, and I'm just gonna quickly show you a little bit of a layout of um what the set looked like as well as here. They built a castle in front of the Hoyts at the entertainment quarters, and it was just so insane. Cool. You can they see built the, the King's um, Landing. Yeah, really. That's right. That's literally what it is. It's the King's yeah. Landing to yeah. get you through it. They decked out the whole, like the candy bar, the, the where you get your tickets and all that was all gone. They covered it up with um, fabric. They put these candles all over the place. This guy was there taking photos as well. Like it was really cool. And they had pyro as well. Wait for it. I mean, you're not going to see it, but you can see, oh, see that flashing. Oh, yeah, it was fire. It was pyro. It was, it was unreal. Um, they went all yeah. out. Went all out. Yeah, really, really, really cool event and well done to everyone. Uh, that put the event on. Uh, put the event on. Congrats to Binge as well. Very successful. And this is us at the end of the night. Huzzah! Huzzah! That was awesome. So um, yeah. So if you're a um, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, or if you want to check out House of the Dragon, you're not going to be disappointed by the very first episode. We're not going to talk about it because no spoilers here because it's what you want and more. So definitely check out the House of the Dragon uh, when it comes out on Binge. And Fox oh, Sellers so Robert Binge on uh, on Monday the twenty second. I definitely know Fizz that man. little weird guy is definitely excited for House of the Dragons. Uh yes, yeah, sorry guys, I can see you all chucking up all your um, your posts. I was I was too busy in, in, looking at my photo and, and also Fizzman and, and <laughs> sorry too busy about staring that, at yourself. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Like, hey. okay, I'm looking at other people that. here. Uh, yes, <laughs> I'm just gonna leave the chat. Uh, Fizzman, we are gonna be talking about something that you are very very passionate about. Hogwarts yes. Legacy has finally revealed a release date. So uh, tell me more. Tell me more. I want to hear about so, it. So first of all, I need to sort of take it back to March 18th when we first got... Actually, no. September 17th, 2020. That was when it first got announced at the PlayStation Showcase. And then for about a year and a half, we had nothing. Like no information at all whatsoever. We all thought it was like being cancelled and they just were afraid to tell us. And then on March 18th, we got our first look at the game at the PlayStation State of Play, and it looked so phenomenal. And so slowly but surely, the Hogwarts Legacy account has been updating us on like steals from the game, maybe like little bits of videos of the environment. And then today on August 17th, we sorry, not today, uh, but earlier on this week. We got a we got an update and pretty much they were like we are going to have to push the release date till February 10th, 2023. Because originally it was planned for the holidays of December 2022, but we didn't know exactly what date that was. So now we actually have a solid date, February 10th, 2023. I am so excited. It allows the fact that they pushed it allows us to build up more hype and I'm so freaking excited for this game like we've gotten character customization footage we actually see the customization and how in-depth you can go like from changing the hairstyle the color also the costuming like it is very is very relevant to that era of time which is the late 1800s 
This is this game is getting better and better every time they release footage. Like you said, like the character customization was incredible uh, when I found this footage here. The attention to detail uh, and also fans getting excited about it. Um, this is going to be unreal. Is this this is online, right? Is this an online only this game? Is... Or is... No, so there is no online capability at all whatsoever. It is oh. a single player campaign game. Really? We're hoping that later on in the tr on the track that they would release multiplayer functionality but for now it is a single player campaign driven game uh for the switch fans however there is no release date yet that is to be announced later on but for now for xbox playstation pc users it is february 10th 2023 those costumes yeah, wow. are definitely giving me like assassin's creed vibes yeah don't they especially the goblin armor like the goblin armor yeah. looks so nice well, I can see that uh, Abdul is saying that he is looking forward to playing this game on his PS5. I'm so hyped. I've got a PS5. I'm hyped for that as well. Yes. Fizz, man, you're, uh, you're, an ex, ex, <laughs> you're an Xbox, Xbox guy, right? Xbox and or... PC user, yeah. Yes, okay. So, uh, so is the release date, is that across all platforms as well? That is across all platforms except for Nintendo Switch. We don't yes. know what the Nintendo Switch date. But the fact that they're releasing it on Nintendo Switch means that you can play it on the go you don't necessarily need one of those like big consoles that costs a lot of money like it is making the hogwarts experience affordable for everyone and then you can choose to play it on whichever platform you want love that love the sound of that i mean it it it, it it's really upsetting when you've got a console and then there's a game that comes out on another console and you're like oh man and then you then you buy that console and then we're releasing that game on the console that you had before. And you're like, oh man, you can't win. But anyway, it's great to see that this isn't just, I mean, it was interesting that it was announced at the the PlayStation um, showcase that they had uh, earlier on this year or last year. But um, yeah, it's nice to see that it's going to be across all yeah. um, consoles as well. Moving Originally right people were like, sorry, originally people were like, yeah. oh, it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive. And then they were like, no, no, no. We just showed it there. It's for Xbox. It seems, but it seems like that for a while. So, um, mm -hmm. Dion, mate, uh, interesting news coming out in terms of the MCU and the Defenders. Uh, tell tell us what is going on, and apparently we're going to have some favorites, like as an actors mm -hmm. returning, and we're going to potentially get some new recasts. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So these are just speculated rumors. So this there's nothing confirmed yet. So don't take our word for it. But it looks like we are getting a recast for Luke Cage. And I'm a bit disappointed because I think Mike Coulter really just mastered the role for Luke Cage. I, I really wanted to see him come back, as well as his antagonist in season two, if you guys have watched it, Bushmaster. He played that role perfectly. I think he's one of my favorite actors at the moment. But if you guys don't know this actor, um, Sun Tip My Tongue, I don't remember the name, but I just I know who it is. Uh, he was in the movie Moonlight, if you guys have watched that, which, which actually won... Uh, best picture for 2016 this is the year that they had the mix up with la la land and moonlight so he's a he's an amazing actor so him as luke cage would be would be awesome then we've also got uh manny jacinto playing uh iron fist and we've also got electra as well so manny jacinto he's also his acting rage is phenomenal so it's i feel like it's this is more comic accurate as well I mean, I know in the comics he's not of this descent, but I feel like he would play Iron Fist better than the TV show version would. But I'm just, I'm just so relieved that they did not recast Daredevil because Charlie Cox was literally born. Like Charlie Cox is the equivalent of 
Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man, so I'm just so relieved they did not recast Daredevil. Unless you watch, like, like you know, how Jay's watched uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil, which, you know, no one really talks about. But, yeah, anyways, Charlie Cox's Daredevil, I'm relieved. That's great, mate. Um, look, I, it, it really, I mean, it sucks when you hear people losing their job and they're getting recast and all that sort of stuff. And it makes it, it makes you question why they've gone that route. Like, yeah, you, you keep half and then you don't keep the other half. And then, it, like, how? It must make for a really weird um, work environment, right? Like, you're happy to have your 100%. job, but then also your your friends aren't there as well. So, um, yeah. But look. I guess Marvel have a plan. Um, let's let's see where they take it. Uh, Just Tay. on Dion's point, it is Trevante Rhodes who they're looking at casting. That's the one. Cage. That's the one. There you go. Thanks good, for the good, save. Good no pickup, Fizz. He, he, they call him uh, Quizman for for that reason. He knows. Yes, he's, he's got all got the answers. All the answers for us. He's got all the answers. That's it. Uh, Tay. This yeah. dropped today. This trailer dropped today, and we, we had a little bit of a teaser uh, through the week as well. So tell me, Wednesday, if you're an Adams Family fan, uh, this dropped today. Uh, let me, where is it? There it is. So, Wednesday, tell us about it. What are we looking at here? Yes. All right. So, <clears throat> we are getting Netflix's new series, Wednesday, from obviously Wednesday Adams and the Adams Family. Um, this scene actually here, I was going to make note at the end, but I feel like you just we have to watch this part because it is brutal. Um, it's a bit more brutal than I anticipated for this Netflix series. So obviously she's uh, facing up to these bullies and holding bags of piranhas. Just, I love. <laughs> it's cool because... She says, nobody bullies my brother but me. And then she except drops these piranhas in it. Yeah, except her. I, I love that. It's so gnarly. Like, I just, I didn't expect it to be so, so much for a Netflix series. Like, I feel like sometimes they kind of hold back a little bit. Um, but I'm excited. I think they cast uh, Jenna Ortega really well. Like, I never would have thought of her if I was to think of The New Wednesday. But, um, yeah, she seems to already be doing a great job. And then we've got Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia uh, and Luis Guzman as Gomez. So good. And, obviously, she's at Nevermore Academy. Um Netflix is saying this is a sleuthing supernatural mystery series. Um, one thing we haven't seen, though, so we've got Pugsley there, but one thing we haven't seen is uh, Uncle Fester. They haven't said anything about him, so not sure. Um, yeah. But apparently the whole show is going to follow uh, Wednesday and moving schools and coming back to Nevermore Academy and picking up kind of where her parents left off, which was supposed to be like 25 years earlier, um, picking up the big mystery to try and solve. Um, so I'm definitely keen on this. If it's if that opening scene just in a trailer is a bag of piranhas infesting a school swimming pool full of jocks, I'm definitely keen on what else they're going to have. <laughs> like, I'm already like, what's the finale going to be? It's got to be pretty hectic. So the school that she's going to, I'm assuming that the kids at the school are sort of like from the same type of family, like they're creepy and they're kooky. Yes. And... So some of them having supernatural powers like her. So she has psychic oh. abilities. 
Um, yes. Which that's one thing. Christina uh, Ritchie is supposed to be appearing in it more than once. Um, oh. But it doesn't, again, it doesn't say the character. So I don't know, maybe that if we're going to see Wednesday's kind of psychic abilities and she's going to see into her future and we're going to see Christina Ritchie. That's, that's what I'm hoping shout. for. Yeah, that's that's and, what I was thinking. Was I feel like it was going to be very much of like taking uh, like a lot of use of flashbacks and flash forwards and we're going to see Christina Ricci reprise her role as Wednesday Adams. Have yeah, you seen the original? Keen. Have you guys seen the original, like the movies? Like I know that there was a TV show, but have you seen uh, The Adams Family and also Adams Family Values? Have you seen those movies? I've seen it with the original, like when it used to be on like, you know, Friday night uh, channels on TV or, or right. whatever. Yeah, right. but like, like on go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely <laughs> a classic. Um, yeah, uh, I'm a bit young for the series, so I haven't seen it. But I mean, I'm sure Jaden literally just saw me absolutely freaking out when at that piranha scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, like the fact that Jenna Ortega is playing Wednesday Adams, like we've seen her in, I believe it's you, and also we just saw her recently in Scream Five, and she's reprising her role from the screen series in screen six. So she does oh, have I recognized the... her somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she oh, plays Tara. Yeah. Yeah. So her acting rage and ability means that she, she's going to do the role so much justice. Yeah. Wow. Okay. There... Sorry. Tay, go for it. Yeah. There's one actress I want to mention is also uh, coming into the Wednesday series, but I don't know what character she plays either. It's Gwendolyn Christie, you know, Captain Phasma. Uh, Hold on, I'll Brienne look it up. Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones, that actress. Mm. She's uh, going to be in it. I'll look it up. Give me a minute. Oh, wow. Okay. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I, 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 Quizmaster, you get on that data, brother. Um, Tay, thanks for that. And everyone that's listening as well, definitely check out Adam's Family. And if you really want a good comedy from the 90s, Adam's Family Values is it's hilarious. It's a, I know it's meant to be scary, but it is unreal. And there's a scene where Wednesday that she's, she's at like a summer camp and, and the, 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 like the, what are they called? Like the people that run the summer camp. Anyway, the host camp counselors, like, camp counselors. Yeah. They say to her, come on, smile. It's, it's meant to be the happiest place ever. Anyway, she struggles to smile. She's like, ur, 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 ur. and then when she smiles, everyone at the camp is freaking out. Like they're scared of her smile because apparently it's like the most hideous thing that you, the most scariest thing that you've ever seen. So that's really cool. So Gwendolyn Christie is going to be playing Larissa Weems. Uh, we don't know much about her character, but that is her character name. Mm, there yeah, we are. Right. Thank you. Hey. No his man is on it. Uh, cutting over to some uh, something that I'm really interested in now is the multiverse of season one characters revealed. I don't know if you guys saw this because it was like just dropped really quickly and we won't spend too much time on it. But um, Black Adam has been announced as a playable character that's going to drop sometime in season one. So we've the game has officially launched and we're already in the first season. I'm assuming sometime between well maybe when the movie drops the black adam movie drops uh and then also if you're a gremlins fan as well you've got stripe there from uh, i mean it's another horror comedy uh movie if you want to call that it's a classic it's definitely uh, like fortnite vibes a bit you know like with the kind of animation i can see but yeah i can definitely see this being like like levels above fortnite sorry if there's any fortnite fans in the chat <laughs> right now but this game like the attention to detail for these characters is like 
it looks really good. So I'm keen to see. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Black Adam makes an appearance in Fortnite either, because (laughs) I I feel like that's the rock. The rock is all over everything. He's everywhere. um, Yeah. He's everywhere. So, uh, look, definitely excited to try this out in the multiverses and also Rick and Morty are going to be dropping very, very soon. Uh, but we'll get to that in a Do they have spoken dialogue in multiverses? I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but they do. do. So maybe the rock, maybe the rock might be voicing Black Adam. I wouldn't be surprised if he like he's it's his it's his baby he's been you know doing black adam for a while now so i would be like he, it would have to be the rock right yeah um but we'll wait and see um but Fizzman, we, we, we're saying on the gaming uh level tell us about hogwarts legacy at gamescom uh i mean you're all over hogwarts but tell <laughs> us tell us more about this buddy okay so this is like still fresh news it like dropped that on august 17th uh by jeff williams i believe and he is he's part of gamescom so we are going to be getting our first look which is more than what we got from the state of play back on march 18th we're gonna be getting our first look at the game so i feel like we're gonna be seeing a lot of gameplay seeing how the spell mechanics work like everything to do with hogwarts legacy it honestly it feels like it's my birthday like wait hold on <laughs> Uh, hold on your birthday isn't what isn't it your birthday wait. today <laughs> <laughs> oh i i everybody it is everybody drop Fizz a happy man's. birthday in the chat right now that's it you know what it's your birthday you're gonna get a dancing banana there you go buddy yay <laughs> happy birthday fizz man yeah yeah i would sing the song but we'd get flagged on youtube so i'm gonna leave that out. Uh, <laughs> that's okay but like it has been such a great year to be a Harry Potter fan. We got Return to Hogwarts back in January for the 20th anniversary. We got Fantastic Beasts. We're getting all this news about Hogwarts Legacy, and it's just making my Harry Potter heart so warm, and I cannot wait for this game to drop. That is so good. I'm, I'm excited for this game to drop for you, and I want to play it as well. We're just going to let you know that Abdullah says, well, who, hold on, who we got here? Sam, Sammy G says, happy birthday, Fizzman, and thanks for joining the stream, uh, Sam. And also we have, oh, they're coming in thick and fast. Abdullah says, happy birthday, Fizzman. Uh, Jazzy J, or Jazzy S says, happy birthday, Fizzman as well. Uh, little Weird Guy says, happy birthday again, Fizzman. I'm sure he wish you today. And Jasmine also says, happy birthday, Fizzman. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on because, like, this trending topics is going for a long time. But we knew that uh, <laughs> Dion, Disney, and Marvel. Can I just say before first? we before we continue yeah. though, I know yeah. exactly how how Anthony feels about Hogwarts because the way he's tracking it down, every single little detail to come in about this game, that was literally me with No Way Home. Any single detail, like even a different theme change in the movie, I'd I'd get it straight down. So I know that exact feeling that he's feeling right now for Hogwarts Legacy, and it's just it's hyping all of us up to play it when it eventually releases. So I'm definitely high for this game to drop now. And speaking of games, Disney and Marvels, they're going to have their very first showcase. They've never done yep. this before. Tell, tell us, tell us a little bit more about this. This is exciting. Yeah. It's like the first time that they're actually doing it with Disney and Marvel, like with Marvel as one of the titles for a game showcase. So, um, I'll start off with the bad news first. We're definitely not going to be getting any Spider-Man content because that's Sony, uh, Sony own rights. So that's going to be probably, more of a Sony event, but the good news is we're getting Marvel Games Showcase. Like, what besides Spider Man, we're going to be getting some crazy reveals. I mean, some some things that I'd be excited about is an Insomniac made Daredevil game. That would be that would be mind blowing. That would literally change the gaming industry for Marvel. Uh, Ghost Rider. That would be really cool. 
Um, these are just speculations off the top of my head, but you know, we're getting Disney and Marvel a game showcase. So there's so many possibilities. We could have an Avengers sequel. We could have more content on the Wolverine Insomniac game. So this is just going to be super duper exciting. I mean, what games are you guys excited to see or possibly see? Go Fizz, man. I want to see more about Midnight uh, Midnight Sun or Midnight Warrior. Yes. Mid- yeah. Yeah. yeah, Midnight Suns. Yeah. Yeah. Midnight Suns. Also, <laughs> this is a dream of mine. I'm hoping, like, it, like, and I don't even think they'll announce it, but a Captain America, we got one originally back on, like, like back when the films were being released, but a solo Captain America game, very similar to, like, the Arkham style, like how the Batman Arkham games were. I would actually love that. Maybe even like another fighting game. The dream oh, of geez. a DC versus Marvel Injustice style video game. Make it happen. I do no, like Super Smash Bros. as well, right? But with the whole entire lineup, yeah, that would be epic. Look, I don't know if there's going to be a Marvel versus DC, but when you said fighter, like the ultimate fighting <laughs> game and maybe video game series for me is Marvel versus Capcom. So I'm wondering if we're actually going to get like a, a, you know, maybe Street Fighter and, and Marvel characters going at it properly this time because the best really entry line of Marvel versus Capcom was number two. I mean, they had a great number three as well. And then we also had uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinity, which came out a while ago. But um, look, who knows? Like it's Disney as well. Like we're just touching on Marvel. The, Disney is, you know, Star Wars and Pixar and you know all their classics exactly. as well. So it literally could be anything as well. Um, yeah, we've got people in the chat saying Tao saying Marvel vs DC and Justice Star game is a must. I know, right? And also while we're talking about this, The Rock uh, made a comment during the week saying that he wants Marvel and DC to do a mashup movie style. So. That's nothing to take, you know, home with you. It, it, he's just throwing it out there. There's so many, like, you know, red tape and, you know, the ownership of P, uh, IPs and all that sort of stuff. It is really, really hard. Tay, is there we, anything we you're excited? Been... Sorry. Sorry, Tay. And any kind of Disney characters, like, obviously, we do get a fair few superheroes for some of these games, but it'd be nice to see some of, like, the... I suppose you would say some of like the Disney princesses, like or some of the like the more feminine kind of characters. Yeah. I would love to see them in in them a bit more. Um, kind of like how with Kingdom Hearts, they brought some of those Disney characters out. Mm-hmm. I think they should do that with with this as well. I'd love to see some princesses in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not biased a... at all, though. No, but that's a great you know shout be because cool though. Just going back to like that whole idea of like the fighting game with all the Marvel characters. You know how you just mentioned Disney just then, right? Oh. It's just it's Disney and Marvel. What if we had Darth Vader versus Thanos, like that type of, that would be pretty yeah. Like, So basically you're saying like the multiverses game that Warner Brothers have yeah. released, right? Like it's their version. And you know what? Pretty much, I would, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped that because uh, that game is getting so much love at the moment, the, the Warner Brothers one. I wouldn't be surprised if Disney go, we need to get us some of that uh, money. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to do an announcement for that. And I like, would, I would 100%. Download I wouldn't even one. be surprised if they announced Marvel Ultimate Alliance 4 because like we yeah. got Ultimate yeah. Alliance 3 back Three. in like 2019. Yeah. I feel like we need number four just to really build up on it because now with all these characters coming into the MCU and everything, it just gives it the opportunity to give us more content. And sorry, just speaking of Kingdom Hearts as well, we did see a little teaser for Kingdom Hearts 
four a bit earlier on in the year, and it looked like a, like a Final Fantasy game. So who knows? I'm excited for it. I believe uh, Disney Plus Day happens on the 8th, which is my birthday, and then I think the showcase is happening a couple of days after that. So um, we're going to have a lot to report about next month as well, guys, so make sure you That's get your That's exciting. Sleep. On your birthday as well. Wow, what a treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some, it's... some good stuff coming up for that. I, I hope so. Um, Tay, you've got your last bit of um, news as well. We're talking about Percy Jackson uh, production yes. photos that have been happening. Um, tell us a bit more about this. Yeah, so of course we are getting a new Percy Jackson and the Olympians. It's going to be a Disney Plus series this time. So of course it originated with a five book series uh, from Rick Riordan. I think I'm pronouncing that right, Riordan. Um, and that was back in 2005, um, up until 2009 for the five books. Um, so the series is going to be based on the first one, um, which is the light, the Lightning Thief. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Um, so it's going to be his first quest. Um, so although the whole thing is it's being filmed in Vancouver, um, but it's actually set in New York City. Um, so we've got some new uh, actors coming for this. So as much as I love Logan Lerman and he will always be my Percy, um, we've got some great young actors coming up. Um, so this is some of the set photos, um, which looks pretty cool. And I do believe that there's one that I've seen from, it must be Camp Half-Blood, which is exciting. I always like the scenes from there. Um, but our cast, we've got Walker Scoble as Percy. Uh, we have Leah Sava Jeffries as Annabeth and Arian Simadri as Grover. So a little bit younger than our last cast from the movies, um, which in the books, Percy is supposed to be about 12, I think, uh, 12 or 13. And then, of course, when Logan Lerman uh, was Percy, I think it was about 16 or so. Um, and now coming to Walker Scoble, I believe, from my guess, I'm going to say like 14. I know, I'm, I'm quite bad at guessing people's ages, but I'm going to say it's like kind of in between our Logan Lerman one and our book series, uh, Percy. Uh, so this is going to be on Disney Plus. It's set to release in early 2024. Um, so this is, yeah, super exciting. I'm, I hope we Can get I to see a little like, bit more. I don't know because I haven't read the books myself. I don't know if it's uh, ethnicity based in the books, but I kind of like how I diverse this new cast is. So that's kind of like going to be really interesting. So to, so to back up, your point, hey, uh, Walker Scobell is 13, which puts him around the same age as Percy Jackson. And the reason why they've casted these characters so young is because they want to grow with the series. So mm. fans it's a, can it's experience. A smart move. Yeah, it's a smart move. It's, mm. And also the fact that they're putting it as a, as a series rather than a film again, because you have the, you have the, like, they have enough footage and enough content to actually really expand on what the movies didn't necessarily do. So we're going to see more of the Lotus Casino. We're going to see more oh, of such a good scene. Half-Blood <laughs> and like the whole God ceremony when Percy Jackson is claimed as mm -hmm. the son of Poseidon. Fun fact about Logan Lerman, um, a lot of the fans are fan casting him to play Poseidon because he's around that age in which he could play Poseidon in the series. So 
Who knows? We might see Logan. Don't get my hopes up. I know. Don't get my hopes up. We're we're both on the same wavelength of how excited we are for this series. Like, I'm excited for the fact that they're 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 around the same age as how the book characters are. Also, the diversity in casting. Yes, Annabeth is described as having blonde hair and blue eyes, but I mean there are ways around it. You don't like they don't really specify. I mean, I'm pretty sure they do, but. You don't really like you can get around it like you can give them like a wig or you could like color their hair like there are so many yeah. different ways around it in order to give the representation that is annabeth grace and also give us percy jackson i am just i like there are so many scenes that i'm just so excited to you see you sound really excited for this book. and i, I know I who i want to watch it with now. <laughs> can i just say something uh I've never watched Percy Jackson or, or read Blast the books or me. anything like that. I know, right? So I'm just going to leave. Uh, You're not living. You're not living. <laughs> You're actually <laughs> leave. <it. laughs> I, look, I will one day. I think I was just in that age demographic that missed the wave going up. I, I feel like this was all around the same time as like the Twilight and all that sort of stuff was happening, right? So, Do you, um, do you enjoy Greek mythology, Jaden? I, yeah, I do. I do. I then, love that. Then you'll enjoy Percy Jackson. It's very... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not, not too far off the movie. I've only watched the movies. I haven't read the my, books at all. My so. love for Percy Jackson came from there was a TV series on ABC called Class of the Titans. It was yep. it was animated and it was I so remember good. That. And, that yeah, was so good. I absolutely love that. And so when Percy Jackson came out, I'm like, okay, I I love my Greek mythology. I'm so intrigued and I'm so curious as to after they covered the five books are they going to follow onto heroes of olympus where they follow the roman counterparts like i am just the possibilities <laughs> for this series and universe are so endless and like this is the route they should they should be taking with like these books these these popular book series like i would actually love if harry potter got turned into like a tv series because you get that detail and you get that expansion and you can include everything that the fans want to see and you're not limited by like a two hour runtime. True. I, I feel like we could do a whole podcast on this and I think we might have to, I think we might have to do a watch along when it happens. Just uh, <gasps> in the chat, we've watch got Abdullah party. saying that would be really cool. Uh, Abdullah says, Deal. I've seen it. Uh, Jasmine says, I've never seen Percy Jackson. High five to you. I feel like I'm not the only one getting, uh, you know, some, some heat around here. Uh, Sam, we'll says, the movies were very fun. Yes, we have yeah. to. <laughs> You're going to have to do a deep dive, I believe, as well. Uh, okay. we got to move along because 45 minutes on these uh, trending topics, which is awesome because this is worth talking about. And, and something that I'm really excited for, oh, yeah, you know, Rick and Morty Season 6 is coming out September 5th, and yeah. I cannot be more excited. I love Rick and Morty. I love the craziness. I love the randomness about it. Um and this is coming. Very, it's it's really cool how they just drop it. They're like, yeah, this is coming, oh, and it's in two weeks' time. It's just like, what? I'm I'm not ready for it. So uh, yeah, so I cannot wait for Rick and Morty. Dion, please tell me you you watch. You've seen Rick and Morty, or is this something that you haven't dabbled in yet? Bye. Uh oh. Uh. Oh. Let's just get rid of Dion. Let's just Sorry, I'm the same Dion. <laughs> what about you, Tay? Have you watched Rick and Morty? I'm definitely a fan. So, like you said, they just dropped it on us that it was coming out in only a couple of weeks. So, what I used to do, this is leading like months ago, I just have to check every time. I'd go through the episodes and see if there's any that I hadn't watched. 
because I am a big fan. I'm super excited. It definitely made my day when they uh, threw this one on us. Yeah, I definitely know, right? can't wait. I, I, I cannot wait. So we got little weird guy saying, yes, Rick and Morty. Uh, abs, you say not for me, lol. Uh, Jasmine says, I haven't seen a Rick and Morty. I'm getting uh, Back to the Future vibes. It is a bit of like a parody of Back to the Future, 100%. Uh, that's exactly Fizzman. what I used. Sorry, Fizzman. That's exactly no, that's right. the example take. I used to explain it to someone who hadn't watched it. I said it was kind of like another level up from... Uh, from even like Futurama, actually, yes. I used that example as well, that it's like a little bit more on the, like the cheekier side than Futurama. So if you've got like Futurama is like your teen kind of uh, audience, this one's that, that step higher, that little bit uh, more graphic, I suppose. He's Here's a little bit of trivia for you, and Fizzman, you might not know this, but originally the show was meant to be called um, Rick and Marty, as in Marty McFly, right? But obviously for like legal reasons and all that sort of stuff, they had to rename it to Marty reasons. as well. So, um, yeah, and they and they did a, a um, like a, a pilot, I guess, and it, that's what it was called, and it, that was the feedback. Like you can't call it Marty because isn't it true they had like happen. an episode with actual like Marty McFly and and Doc from Back to the Future, like cartoonized? It, it wasn't the episode was they went back and wait no oh i don't know now i'm getting I'm confused pretty sure now. They did a subtle nod hold to on it. i'll look it up i'll look it up of course yeah. go for it <laughs> <laughs> I, nice I was gonna say that there was an episode where they went back but the, that's the germ episode so i'm getting really twisted but um i mean they do make subtle nods about you know time traveling and all that sort of stuff and and Rick doesn't do time traveling. He's like, I'm not touching that. And um, there's a there's a really cool joke that in the back of his garage where he does all his science, there's a box at the back that says like time machine stuff or something like, or time travel stuff. Um, yeah, really love it. Uh, I love uh, Evil Morty, uh, epic uh, theme music at the end of season five. I agree, Tal, it is awesome. Uh, is it Dalton? Scott, tuning in for the first time. Love Rick and Morty. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, Jackie Warner says, never watch Rick and Morty. It is quite bizarre, but I'm telling you now, guys, you need to jump on that because if you've got a sick imagination and twisted sense of humor, you're going to love it. And Captain Fisman and I uh, will be attending something very soon to do, hopefully to do with something with this. Uh, so we'll let you know, hopefully, a little bit about that a little bit later. Uh, here we go. Uh, I believe Tal. Yeah, I was about to say they did a live action promo with Christopher Lloyd, who played Doc Brown. Did I, uh, did I lose you guys? Cool. I think I dropped out there. There you yeah. go. So they did a live action promo with Christopher. There you go. That's right. I, I do remember that. So that. Cool. Okay. Got to jump over now. Uh, Captain Fizzman, this is the last bit of trending topics. Uh, Magic Caster 1. What is this? What is this? <laughs> oh, honestly, uh, we don't know. Okay. So yesterday, uh, literally like not even like not even 48 hours old. There was a drop by the Wizarding World that apparently they're creating this ultimate wand experience. Um, upon further research, I found that uh, apparently there's going to be four wands that are loosely based, correspond to each Hogwarts house. So you have Loyal for Hufflepuff, Heroic for Gryffindor, Defiant for Slytherin, and Honorable for Ravenclaw. They'll retail for about $149 USD, $215 Australian dollars, and I believe it will involve a smartphone or some, or like an app in order to actually see the animation of the spells. But apparently they're bringing Harry Potter to life. Like, 
we know like there like there's a wand out there that can literally shoot fireballs so the magic of harry potter I'm being serious. It's like a wand. It's like you use this flash paper and it has a coil that heats up. So when you like press a button or you cast a spell, it actually shoots out the paper like a fireball. And it is so so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And so that exists. So the fact that they're bringing the fact that they're bringing the Harry Potter experience to life, it just is the icing on the cake of just an amazing year so far. Wow. I. Yeah, sorry, Tay, go for it. Oh, no, I was going to say that when they first announced this before they, like, kind of told us kind of what it was, I assumed that it was going to be similar to something but a digital version of at um, uh, Universal Studios. They have the experience that you get the interactive wands and if you do the correct... Um, uh, what's the word? The quick, oh, like the quick spell movement. Spell, yeah. Yeah, that you know, yes. you'll make something move in the shop windows. I thought it was going to be like that, but so somehow I, I, technology. I think exactly is. I think it's exactly going to be like that. Uh, I think it'll be available to purchase in the in the Universal Parks, but also like the ones that are in the Universal Parks just make their way online. So I mean, it is easily accessible. You don't necessarily have to go to the, the Universal Parks in order to buy it like they'll find their way online but i feel like it will be that so it's just yeah, bringing nice. can whole, i just say it's like harry potter harry like the world of harry potter i feel like this is going to be exactly like you know uh the original star wars trilogy how that was that was obviously huge in the 70s and 80s but it's 10 times bigger now and i feel like by 2050 harry potter is it's not even at its peak yet i feel like harry potter is going to be 10 times bigger by 2050 it's like the the universe is only ever so growing, and Fizzman, you're you're the expert of Harry Potter. You know this. Like Harry Potter is still hyped to this day, and I feel like it's just gonna get bigger every single decade to come. It well, it has the more people start reading it, and the more people are interested in the universe, it just keeps on growing and growing. Like I think it will hit its peak when I'm eventually cast in one of like a <laughs> Harry Potter project. Agreed. <laughs> Manifesting Agreed. it. <laughs> I It'll love happen. that, Fizzman. Make it happen. And like you said, uh, Dion, there, there is going to be a, a, a binge series very, very soon. Like, come on. like, and, and what a time to be a Harry Potter fan. I know that Jasmine just said here before that she's only just gotten into Harry Potter. And what a time to be a, a wizarding world it's fan. It's never um, too late. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what year you get into it. Every Harry Potter fan is valid. It's just, it's such an amazing series to get into no matter what age, whether you grew up with it, whether you just started it yesterday it's just it's for all ages and you'll like it's it's family friendly as well so it's for the whole family it's, it's that's right tay little weird guy says yes tay i got one of those ones from uh olivander's i uh, have one of those did you have you been over to wait is the universal in la is that the one yes that's in hollywood well that's the one i went to there's universal studio there's a few of them but yeah i went to the one in uh hollywood and i went to olivander's and yeah got to to get the wand it's actually it's just in there somewhere behind me not hollywood no there's uh, a couple of so anaheim's the like this is it no there's like like a suburb yeah Hmm. Oh, I've, I've never been overseas, so, like, I'm just oh, going based on... So um, that's yeah. where they... D- Disneyland is in Anaheim, and yeah. then mm. Hollywood, that Universal Studios is in Hollywood. Ah, but yeah, okay. it's, it's practically the same place. It's, like, f- at the distance between, like, well, I mean, for me, I'm in Melbourne. It's, like, the distance from where I am and an hour to the city or something like yes. that. 
it's only like it's an hour like, and a half difference. So Fizzman, it's like uh, it's like maybe Penrith to Sydney, or even like Parramatta yeah. to to Bondi, maybe something like that. Um, okay. So cool. Thank you to everyone that is tuning in live and, and commenting very live. We've seen your messages come up and it's crazy because like we practice this with a couple of people, but the, the chat is going off chops, which we do appreciate. And talking about a great movie like Harry Potter, uh, we still have to talk about the greatest movie trilogy yes. ever. But before we do that, we are going to take a little bit of a break because I've got a glass of water here. I haven't even had a sip yet, but we need to throw it over to our resident uh, trivia man. I know he's here, but he did this live while we were at the um, House of the Dragon uh, screening and premiere, and this one is themed around that. So uh, if you if you want to have a bit of a break, if you want to ch- test your trivia knowledge, we're going to throw it over to Captain Fizzman with this week's trivia. Take it Make away. Sure to answer the comments if you What is up, everyone? It is Captain Fizzman here, and I'm at the House of the Dragon premiere, hosted by Binge. I'm so excited to be here. To celebrate the release of House of the Dragon, I am going to do some Game of Thrones trivia questions. Okay, question one. Get ready. Get those minds ready. Which Doctor Who actor portrays Prince Daemon Targaryen? Once again, which Doctor Who actor portrays Prince Damon Targaryen. Do you think you know it? Okay, moving on to question two. What year did House of the Dragon begin production? Once again, what year did House of the Dragon begin production? And question three. Which family does House of the Dragon follow? Once again, which family does House of the Dragon follow? And then finally, our final question. What streaming platform can you watch House of the Dragon on? Once again, what streaming platform can you watch House of the Dragon on? Do you think you know it? Stay tuned for the answers. Geekazoid. Wow, they're really hard this week, Fizzman. Well done, and thank you very much for delivering the goods. If you do know the answers, let us know in the comments below, and then we'll see if you are right. Uh, I think I know a couple of them. I definitely know the last one. I, I think it was just over your <laughs> shoulder, but um, but well done there. Uh, before we throw it over, Tay, what do you... I, I, I saw you run off during the, uh, the, the little <laughs> trivia section there. You have something there. I, uh, are, we, are we showing this now, or...? Yeah, I can. I can definitely get that out of the way. I had to. I had to make sure it was there. If anyone was interested, Ollivanders, this is a little wand bag that you get it in. And here you've got your little wand box. Uh, I got Dumbledore's wand. Um, So it comes like this. Yes. And it is very nice. That is so cool. Nice show and tell here. Everyone look at my wand. There we go. But yeah, so this one is from Ollivanders. You can buy, there's like a little experience you can do there at Ollivanders uh, One Shop. And then, which is very cool, I highly recommend. Even if you have to wait, I definitely recommend doing it while you're there. Don't miss out. Um, and then you can go through to the shop and there's hundreds and hundreds of ones that you can pick out and buy to take home. And some of them are interactive as well. Wow. Please we'll do it in a show and tell because like right next to me. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you guys remember when Deathly Hallows Part 2 Part two came out 2011-ish, uh, Herald Sun started releasing like these collectibles that you collect for like a Harry Potter 
kind of postcard collection and it came in this thing or i don't know if you, this you guys recognize this but essentially it's just full of like postcards from the philosopher's stone all the way to deathly hallows part two and it's kind of got like you know dumbledore's one voldemort's and harry potter's and it's kind of got like all all the postcards from the movies so it's pretty cool that is so cool Wow, did this turn into a Harry Potter fest or what? <laughs> this is insane. Uh, while we're at it, so I, I got this little collectible as well because so <laughs> I just want to join the Harry Potter bandwagon. There's my little uh, Star Ace uh, Harry Potter figure there with all the accessories. I do have ones as well, but they're, they're, they're in my costume room. Uh, Fizzman, I'm sure you, I mean, you don't have to show I, us. Uh, if, you, if, you, if, if you follow you on social media, you know exactly what you have in terms of like all I mean, sort of I have a better trolley full of just Harry Potter stuff. I feel like this oh, is very fitting for Fizzman's birthday, is to all show us <laughs> yes, Harry Potter memorabilia. He, I knew he would do this. He's like... I've turned the Geekazoid into the Harry Potter stream. <laughs> that's that's all we're doing now. By the way, for the people that are watching this live, I am going to start showing some of your uh, your answers on the screen. Uh, but for the people that are just listening to the audio version of this, we're going to find out the answers to Captain uh, Fizzman's uh, questions a little bit later on. So those questions, well, what you think the answers are, mm. are going to be popping up throughout this uh, discussion that we're about to talk now. Have you guys gotten the Harry Potter stuff out of your system? Can we can we move on to the uh yes. to what is the greatest movie trilogy of all time? Is that Fizzman, is that okay? Can, can we move on? Yeah, that's on? fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure. All right. The greatest movie trilogy ever. Now, this one's really hard to say because uh everyone's been you know, a individual choices are uh, the you know their opinions and all that sort of stuff um and we're me- we're not we're, we're not really saying that this is the be all and end all because there are some amazing trilogies but we're just saying that these movies are, should also be in the discussion of what is the greatest movie trilogy uh, there or out there because you know you got the greats like the Godfather, uh, you've got uh, like you know Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, you know like the, the the original Star Wars trilogy as well. There are so many that I haven't even mentioned as well, but um, we're going to be naming a couple of maybe more current ones of, of our generation, let's say. And Dion, you're going to take it away first, buddy, uh, because I mean this. If it wasn't for this movie, I don't think we would be inundated with all the superhero-ness that has been happening around us. So, my friend, what is your movie trivia? Uh, movie trivia. What is your movie trilogy that you have chosen? Let's get started. But before I continue, I will say that every trilogy that we're going to list to you guys today are all respectable trilogies, and they're all amazing in their own way. Anyway, without further ado, I'm going to be talking about the Sam Raimi trilogy. Now, this trilogy means so much to me, and I'm not just going to be biased about it by just hyping it up like this this trilogy is like literally as as jay said is the reason why marvel movies exist to this day if you guys didn't know about what happened in the 90s that marvel was actually going bankrupt and they had to do something so they kind of created blade then they created spider-man and they got sam raimi which is like one of the best directors back then online for this and he he made masterpieces these are if if they allow superhero movies to be in the oscars these movies would win the Oscars without being biased at all. They, these are beautiful from the cinematography to the, the music score. Danny Elfman, he's a, he's a musical genius from Tobey Maguire. You know, a fun fact about this is that Leonardo DiCaprio was actually going to be cast as Peter Parker, but he declined the offer because uh, they're actually best friends in real life, Tobey and, and Leonardo DiCaprio. And um, he passed it on to, to Tobey and Tobey 
I don't I don't need to say much about Turby. Everybody loves Turby. He doesn't even need social media to be loved. That's how much this guy is loved all around the world. Um, he's his portrayal in in the Raimi trilogy is just so rewatchable. Like I've I've been watching this since I was three to four years old, and to this day I still watch it because every actor in these movies just played their role so perfectly. I I thought it was a nostalgic thing at first, but then you come to realize they're actually great movies, and you know. I wouldn't say objectively, but subjectively, Spider-Man 2 is uh, one of the best Spider-Man movies of all time. Just the way that they delivered the story, uh, you know, the way of really showing that Spider-Man is a human at the end of the day and how he has to face, you know, battles with losing his powers and then dealing with his, his personal life as well as being a good person to humanity. Now, this is actually going to be a hated opinion of mine, but from the Spider-Man trilogy, Spider-Man 3 is actually my favorite one from the trilogy. One reason could be because it's the first superhero movie I ever watched in cinemas. But two, I feel like besides, you know, people naming it for the amazing memes that there are in this movie, it is a it is a beautiful, beautifully done movie. Um, People do hate on it a bit because there's a lot going on with Venom and, and Sandman and whatnot. But I feel like the story was pretty solid and it's it really is definitely a bias take, yes. But I, I reckon it is one of one of the best Spider-Man movies ever and I, I could go on talking about how good this trilogy is, but it's just, it's right there for you. As you guys can see in the clip, like in these clips, Tobey Maguire just mastered his role as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And it's, it's beautiful. How insane is this? I found this edit on uh, YouTube. I should have found out who edited this together, but it's just so intense. And this little like, because I got this video because I wanted a video for all um, for all of us. I needed a, a video that sort of showed off all f uh, three movies in one video. And um, this makes me want to watch, sorry Tay, I, I was trying to get to it, but this makes me want to re-watch the Sammy. I mean, watching um, Spider-Man uh, Spider No Way Home really wanted me to rewatch and I haven't done it yet, but after watching this and I'm like, oh, cause like you said, Dion, this was, I remember going to Spider-Man when it was in the cinema and I actually went with my grandmother because she was like, I want to go see Spider-Man. Dude, Spider -Man. you are so blessed to be able to see this when it came out in cinemas. Like sometimes I'm like, I wish I was your age just to experience <laughs> Spider-Man 1 and 2 when it got released. <laughs> Well, hey, if they're talking about potentially doing, you know, Rami Spider-Man number four, do you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Yes, yes. The whole I've been, every single little article, I, I literally, I, I, as soon as any article comes out, whether it's a rumor, whether it's a speculated rumor, I literally just every single day, I just subconsciously just search up Spider-Man 4, Spider-Man 4. Since 2009, I've, I've been waiting for Toby to come back and seeing him come back in No Way Home, I literally what what Fizzman is doing with Hogwarts Legacy is what I was doing with No Way Home. Every single little detail about <laughs> Tobey Maguire supposedly coming back for No Way Home, I was on it straight away, straight away, because this this Tobey Maguire means so much to me. This trilogy was what I watched whenever I had a bad day, whenever I had a good day, whenever I... It just, it was like my comfort movies, and just seeing him in cinemas on opening night on that midnight screening got me so emotional. I was I was in tears. I, I will happily say that, because this movie was... That scene, Tobey Maguire come back just showed fans that, you know, you can get what you want, you know, if, if you really push for it, you can get those, those dreams to come true. And it was definitely a blessing that we've got Tobey Maguire in the MCU now. It's insane. Quick take, Tay, 
you've seen Spider-Man, the original trilogy. Thoughts about it? Okay. Just really quickly, just some some things that come straight to your mind. Yeah, so I loved Toby as Spider-Man. I definitely, I love my all, all three of my Spider-Men, uh, <laughs> but definitely Toby, I think it must have been because of the age I was when it all came out. It was like, you know, it was fresh, it was new. We hadn't seen the story before. So I think it'll always kind of be the Spider-Man that I think of instantly. Um, but I am so happy that he, that Toby's now in the MCU. Um, definitely hit home when uh, we're watching No Way Home. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, any of the Spider-Men are, are great, but yeah, definitely to- Toby's up there. Fizzman, what about yourself, buddy? Uh, so with the debate of who the best Spider-Man is, my answer is always Toby because he is the Spider-Man that I grew up with. Right. Uh, yes. but also one of the, one of the things which I remember about the films is the flash games that are associated with the films. Like. For Spider-Man 3, there was this one on the Spider-Man website where you had to like take on the villains and it was very much of like a point and click game and it just brought me brought back so many memories because I used to play that during like recess at school, like in the library. So to just re- to just have that flashback to that memory just like because of the Raimi trilogy, it's just uh, it's so it's good. It's nostalgic. I forgot to mention something actually. Just regarding the Raimi trilogy, um, I don't know if you, you heard about this, Tay, but there was actually, uh, it wasn't just a Raimi trilogy marathon, it was a Spider-Man marathon happening in Melbourne. It was at the Astor Theatre. I don't know if you've heard of that theatre, but essentially they had a Spider-Man trilogy. That. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I just One day I was scrolling across Facebook, it was like Spider-Man marathon. I'm like, instantly, yes, I am going to that. And it was essentially in order of release date, the Raimi trilogy first, and the Andrews trilogy, then Spider-Verse, then... Uh, wow, Tom Holland's trilogy. I didn't say for the whole thing. I just came for Ram- the Raimi trilogy. I'm a bit biased here, I guess, but uh, I it was. I, I felt like I was there for the release date of the movie because I was watching it with a cinema packed with with Spider-Man fans. We were cheering for every little moment, every single meme, every single action sequence. It was insane. Dance? I wish I could show you guys some. Footage, Did you do the but... dance, Dion? Yes, and dance? we literally stood up and started doing the dance. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Any last remarks before we uh, pass it over to Taylor with her greatest movie trilogy? Any last remarks, Dion? Oh, I think I've pretty much mentioned everything. If you haven't watched the, the Raimi trilogy yet, I definitely recommend watching it. There's no you know wrong time to get into this trilogy. It's it's definitely something I'd start with if you don't even know anything about Marvel because this is, what, this is the reason why Spider-Man 1 is the reason that Marvel, the MCU, exists today. So it's definitely a great movie to start with, and it's just a great movie in general. If you haven't seen it, 100% watch the original uh, Spider-Man movies. They are unreal, especially number two with Doc Ock. Oh, insane. Definitely watch it. Oh, getting goosebumps from that. Um, no, I definitely awesome. recommend watching number three. It's probably Number three is great. I love the fact that we got to see the black suit Spider-Man as well. I was really excited for that. I remember... <laughs> I was in year, oh, what year did it come out? Was it 2007 or 2007? 2007, yeah. Okay. I was in year 12. I'm old. Uh, and I remember telling my parents the day that that movie comes out, my friend and I are going to go to the IMAX theater in Sydney and we're going to watch the first screening at 10 a.m. And my parents are like, yeah, cool, go for it. And my friend and I, we caught the train. We met all our friends at, like, they were at the train station because they were going to school. They were in their school uniform. And I wore my Venom shirt and all that. And my friend and I were going to go <laughs> see the movie. And they were so jealous. I remember that. And it was 
a great day. Uh, Tay, I'm going to pass it over to you now. I was going to make we... Jaden feel a bit more older because I was in year six finishing off primary school when that came out. Nice. And Dion, do, you do not dare tell me what year you were in when I was in, in year 12. Taylor, Taylor, uh, let's yeah. talk about your greatest movie trilogy that, that you love. All right. So this one was super hard for me to pick. I felt like I was being asked a life or death kind of answer. Um, of course, as we can probably tell around here if you're watching this, um, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, those are probably my main two franchises that I love very dearly. Um, I am going to pick, though, if I had to pick, and I can't say that this is my favourite, but I had to pick one. And I'm picking the Hobbit trilogy. Um, this one being just because when Lord of the Rings came out, I was quite young. So it was a little bit, um, yeah, too young. I actually remember when Lord of the Rings came out and I was petrified of Gollum. So my dad used to like fast forward the parts that Gollum came on because I was too scared. So shout out to you, dad. Thank you. Um, but the Hobbit, this is my comfort movie. I, guilty, I have actually watched the trilogy twice over like in a row consecutively like i didn't stop in between i just watched it over again um so yeah definitely a comfort movie for me um when the lord of the rings as well i kind of have to watch all of them um i do know that when peter jackson wanted to do uh the lord of the rings he actually wanted to do the hobbit first so he had intended on making the hobbit story into a trilogy i think first and then later on before actually starting he went to the Lord of the Rings, did all of that, and then backtracked, obviously, as now we have the prequel to the Lord of the Rings. Um, it just gets me so emotional. Like, all of these things, it just... I don't know why I feel so attached to these movies, but I definitely do. So going back from, what, 2012 was our first Hobbit movie? Yeah, 2012, 2013, and then 2014. The... Haven't seen it. You know the quote, taking the hobbits to Isengard, but you haven't seen it. That's how you know it's a good movie. When you know the quotes for movies that you haven't seen. Just the scenery as well, it's just a breathtaking movie all around. I almost I for a moment there got lost and forgot that I was talking to you guys because the pictures weren't up there. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Tay, do you know what? It's funny that you say that because like before when you were talking, I was listening to you talking about it, but then also taking in this... Like, it's just beautifully shot. What a story. And, and to be honest, I remember reading The Hobbit. Uh, oh, I just knocked Harry Potter over. I remember reading The Hobbit and really loving... This is before The Hobbit movie was a movie or was a thing. And I remember going, wow, this is really cool. And I, I can't wait for them to put this on, on, on the screen. And I, and I love what they did and also what they added to it as well. Like the extra characters and the extra storylines as well. Um... Yeah, really. Yeah, well, Thorell, yeah. she's she's awesome. Um, Has everyone it, watched the appendices? That it's like all behind the scenes, and that it's like eight hours long. Oh no! No. Whoa. So if you get all of the extended versions, um, I have like some of the box sets and that. When they first came out, they actually came with these statues. When the movies first came out to DVD, each movie came with a statue. Um, so another show and tell. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, they all came with those statues and it was, um, it's called the appendices. So it's all of the, the making of. Um, so it has all of their training videos. So 
um, for the dwarves. They had, I can't exactly remember how long, but I know it was over a year of training just to know how to move like a dwarf. Like they had to do like running, like obviously for the costumes, they had these massive boots that went over the top of whatever they were wearing. Um, and it's supposed to be that they have a low center of gravity. So they had to do all of this extensive training um, just to walk how they're supposed to walk. Um, elves did it as well, because obviously they're very light footed, um, very graceful in that. And obviously dwarves are not. And same again, hobbits, they walk differently. They have a different um sway about them so i love all of the background knowledge about it so when you watch the appendices you'll watch it's like eight hours i think per movie that you'll see all of this like extra footage um and it is incredible so that's yeah definitely got to be one of my favorites for the visualize like just the scenery the imagery the acting everything just the nostalgia as well from lord of the rings it's just so yeah. good <laughs> if you had to pick one of the hobbit movies could could you pick one or they i mean especially with the trilogy and i know with like the lord of the rings and the hobbit they go hand in hand like you can't really have one without the other but if you had to pick one that you sort of like enjoyed more which which one would that be if I had to pick, if I was sitting here and I could only watch one and I wasn't allowed to watch the other two, I think I would start from the first one. Yeah, I think. The, the, like it's the original. It sets everyone up. It sets you it up does. for the journey. It's 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 it's, it's always got that, that quirky it, take on it, right? It could be I like it so much because I know what's coming afterwards though. So uh, who knows? Yeah. But you get yeah, excited I'm... for the journey. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, because I know what's happening that I can anticipate it and get excited. But if I had to pick, yeah, we'll go with number one, an unexpected D journey. Dion, do I dare ask you? I'm pretty sure last stream you mentioned that you haven't seen a lot of the rigs. Oh, I had to expose me once again, didn't you? Well, guess what? I am dedicating a whole weekend. I'm making it Lord of the Rings weekend to watch all the movies back to back because I know I'm not even being oblivious here. I know how good the Lord of the Rings the whole franchises with the hobbit with lord of the rings and i've just it's always been that i'll get around to it i'll get around to it but i just never have and um you know it's just as tay tay basically just gave us the biggest hype for the hobbit and this whole franchise in general so it's definitely making me want to just put it on my list get it out the way really want to get around to it as soon as i can Fizzman, how about yourself buddy uh i haven't seen the hobbit but i've watched i've read the book so uh i am familiar with the universe and everything, uh, but I have seen the Lord of the Rings. Um, I may have fallen asleep in Return of the King, but that's because it's <gasps> such a long film. Um, oh. Sorry, Tay. I think but Tay. I'm my favorite. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I need to go back and rewatch Return of the King. But I have seen the Fellowship and the Two Towers. I think one of my favorite scenes in Lord of the Rings is the fight scene between Gandalf and Saruman in the tower. When they're just going at it, and it's just so good. It is. What I love about classic. what I love about, and I know we're not talking about Lord of the Rings, but sorry, yeah, we're not talking about Lord of the Rings. We're talking about the Hobbit, and I know that they're totally different. Like they 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 they're well respected in their own rights in, in their separate movies, but Lord of the Rings still holds up today. Like the the the, the special effects and all that, the practical effects is unreal. I love that they continued the story in the Hobbit as well, even though it happens before. Uh, and I love the fact 
that they turned a single book into three movies and they expanded on that and introduced all these extra characters as well. Um, Tay, have you, have you read the books and were you happy? I know that they may have been faithful and maybe the extended versions are a lot more, you know, to the book, but, um, can you, can you shed it? Cause I haven't re- like, I love the book. I'm not mm-hmm. obsessed with Lord of the Rings or, but I can appreciate it. But somebody like yourself, are you happy with like the fan service that they, um, that they did and showed? So I actually saw the movies before I read the books. So I didn't know when I was watching the movies, I didn't know what they were leaving out, what <clears> they were changing. So for me watching the movie, that was like, yes, that's how it happened. And I'm a very visual person. I have to see things to kind of remember them and like kind of think about the story. Um, reading from a book, I just don't have the the imagination um, to kind of, yeah, keep following along with the story. So I prefer movies for that reason. Um, I definitely love the book and I do... I love what they what they did change, what they kind of added in. Like we're saying with the characters, they just added so many good characters that we now all love. Like even people that haven't seen the movies, they know those characters because they've just become so popular. And like you said, Jaden, it's held up. It has lasted through the times for multiple different reasons. It's still so good and one of my favorites to this day. And without, you know, if we didn't have Lord of the Rings and all that, we wouldn't have shows like Game of Thrones, you know, that that wouldn't be possible, you know what I mean? So it definitely, in terms of like the conversation of it being the greatest movie trilogy of all time, you know, it it, it is in, in more ways than one. It's not just, you know, uh, the movie itself, but the production of it and what it sort of inspired as well. So it's, it's almost like... It, it sort of set the standard and also um, revolutionized the film industry as well, well which is really e- cool. Even like that, they've got Hobbiton, you know, they've got the set that you can now go and obviously walk around in. Um, yeah. If you, if no one didn't, if anyone didn't know that in New Zealand where they did the filming, it was uh, a farmer's piece of land. He had a like hundreds of acres of land. And when they first started filming, he was like, yep, no worries. Just have everything gone when you finish, like leave it how you found it. And so they had that deal. And then when they made all the movies and then came back for the Hobbit, so that was for the Lord of the Rings, when they came back for the Hobbit um, and they built the sets, they, he agreed to just kind of leave them there. And that's when they kind of started making this business of that people can now take tours there. So I did get to go there once and that was a a tick off my bucket list. Um, Definitely recommend going. If anyone goes to New Zealand, highly recommend it is it's like stepping into a movie even before you get there you're looking around and you're like yep this is the shire this is where i am i'm in middle earth can you explain the tree because the tree i've I've, i can't remember the story but the tree that they have there is it it's a real tree or is it a artificial tree it's artificial so i think there was like a smaller one that was real and then they recreated or maybe it was for lord of the rings that it may have been real but the when I was there just before COVID a couple of years ago, it was definitely a large fake tree. I'm almost okay. certain. Because yeah. I heard that this tree is super impressive. Like the size of this thing is insane. Um, uh, you, you guys are making me excited to really rewatch these movies. I'm definitely going to put these on the things to watch. Like, I have a I, I question last for you, Tay, by the way. Um, yeah. Just regarding the Lord of the Rings trilogy, again, I'm I'm a newbie to this. Um, I, I wanted to know... Um, did you know if they did the like when they had the Hobbit trilogy? Because this is like the new trilogy that came out recently, right? Did they have the premieres in New Zealand as well? 
because that would have been pretty cool, like, if they had the premieres in New Zealand, because that's where they originally filmed Lord of the Rings. I'm not sure if they did it for The Hobbit as well, if you mentioned that, but if, I was wondering if they did do the premieres in New Zealand. I actually not sure. The The Hobbit came out, the first one came out in 2012. So that was a fair bit before I was even going to movie premieres and oh, things like yeah, that. Yeah. I think the most recent one was 2014. That was the Battle of Five Armies. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually not sure if they did a massive event. I'm I'm sure they would have, like, having, like, Weta there, which made all of, like, you know, these amazing statues, costumes, et cetera. Um, I'm sure they would have done an incredible event if they did have a premiere. Um, have you guys I'm been to the New sure. Zealand airport, by the way? Sorry, it just came to my head just now. Have you guys been to the New Zealand airport? They have the um, the dragon from Lord of the Rings. It's so cool. I wish They I actually changed them guys. around a fair bit. The, really? When when I went, it was two orcs they had there guarding like either door of the airport, um, which was really cool. <laughs> Very cool. But yeah, I think they changed that, them around. That's insane. I, I, look, I, uh, it's definitely on the bucket list for me to go there. Yeah, Fizzman, go for it. To I, answer I your question, you Dion, uh, the Hobbit Unexpected Journey had its world premiere in Wellington, New, Ze- New Zealand. So hey, that's where I was born. Let's go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Kiwi. I I grew up in New Zealand. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. That's insane. So wait, wait. You, 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 when did you come across to Australia then? Or did we just born here? And... Yeah, so I came here in 2005. So again, I'm the youngest here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expose my age here, but I'm a 2001 baby. So, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Dion, so you're telling me that you were... You weren't around for the Sydney Olympic Games, which, which was in 2000. Wow. Nope. They they exist, guys. The people that were after the Olympics still <laughs> exist. Okay. Good to know. All right. That's great. Uh, let us know in the comments below if you love uh, The Hobbit or even The Lord of the Rings or which is your favorite out of the whole, um, I guess. Is there a world that they call it? Is it just like, it's just The Lord of the Rings world or is there, like, you know how like... Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is there a, a, a phrase that they call like the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit fans or? Oh, not that I know of actually. Okay. I never thought no, of that. That's well. an interesting question. I, 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 I think... thought it might be called Shire Dwellers, but that might just be the Cronulla people. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, Jackie Warner actually brings up a good point and you might be able to answer this, Tay, but I know the Hobbit is first, but do you pre- prefer to watch the Hobbit first or the Lord of the Rings first? Like, we, we have this argument with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is what do we watch first, the release order or mm-hmm. uh, timeline order? So what are, what do you think, Tay? Even with Star Wars, I watch it in chronological order. So not the the order that they were made or released. I watch it from storyline. So I watch The Hobbit first, number one, two, and three. Then I watch Lord of the Rings, number one, two, and three. Yeah. I, I definitely with Star Wars though. Say we, you know, um, hypothetically, we have kids. Any of us have kids one day. Wouldn't you want them to watch the original Star Wars trilogy first, so they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, Darth Vader is dot dot dot." You know what I mean? Uh, you know, what? I'm just gonna chime in there. I find it interesting because, like, if we were to show the younger generation the original trilogy now, they're not gonna be impressed because they've seen. Endgame, Infinity War, Lord <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, Rings, yeah. and then now they're coming back here and they're just like, "What is this? This looks like somebody yeah. did They've this been on YouTube." Spoiled. Yeah, like <laughs> we- that was that was sort of the beauty of the Star Wars original trilogy coming first because it was something that people really hadn't seen as much. But now, because we have films like Endgame and Avengers Five and Kang Dynasty, like 
depending on when you have kids. Uh, I'm talking about in the future, they're going to see like these effects and the way these films are made. And the original trilogy isn't going to make that much of an impact that it did back when we were kids then. Well, when before Dion was conceived. Um, <laughs> if, uh, so uh, it, it's, but it, to answer you, your question as well, Dion, I, I, I think I would show people the order that they were released in only because, because of the, you know, cinematography and the technical advances and all that, at least you're along for the journey. Cause could you imagine like for the first time going from, you know, episode one to three and then going to episode four to six and just going, whoa, they, even though the story is classic and original, but if you haven't seen it for the first time and this is your first time, you just, it's just really jarring. And then it goes to, you, you know, go from later... like Anakin and Obi-Wan doing backflips to just, you know, Alec Guinness doing like, like, you know, you know what I mean? So <laughs> Hello there. Yeah, exactly. Hello That's there. exactly right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Um, and with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I just watch it in the order that it was released as well. Uh, I haven't actually watched it from like uh, Captain America: First Avenger all the way through. Um, do you like that segue, Fizzman? Did you? Did you yes, like I what do. I did? Right, right. So, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna throw it over to Fizzman now because uh, I was actually surprised with this choice. Should Fizzman, we do but, trivia um, answers tell- first? Don't we, do we think you've had enough time for people to answer? Do you want to do questions? trivia now? Yeah, we can do trivia answers and then Sh- it kind sure. of leads into our final trilogy. Fair enough. I apologize to everyone. This this stream is going a lot longer than, than what we anticipated. If you guys if you guys are happy to hang around, that's that's fine. If you guys are happy to hang around, we're gonna chuck it over. We're gonna have a bit of a break. I think Fizzman's gonna get his like, you know, his Captain America brain switched on now. Oh, sorry, spoiler. I'm sorry, Fizzman. I was meant to say that. Hey, later, you said but... Captain America, but you don't know like what, what I'm exactly talking about. That's very right. true. We're gonna throw it over over to uh captain fizzman's trivia time with the answers let's see it Geekazoid. what is up everyone are you ready for the answers do you think you know them okay let's go question one which doctor who actor portrays damon targaryen it is matt smith okay did you get that all right, question two. What year did House of the Dragon begin production? It was 2021. Okay, third question. Which family does House of the Dragon follow? It is the Targaryens. And then finally, our final question. I think it probably was the hardest question ever. On which streaming platform can you watch House of the Dragon? Did you get it? If you didn't know, the answer is binge! Make sure to watch House of the Dragon when it drops on binge on August 22nd. Make sure to subscribe to Geekazoid. And also, if you want to watch House of the Dragon, make sure to subscribe to binge for all your entertainment goodness. Geekazoid. A big thank you to Captain Fizzman for... Delivering the goods every single week. How did you guys go? Did you did you know any of those those answers at all, Tay? Did you did you get any of them right? I got a few. I got I got the Targaryen. I got binge. Thank God, I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's it was hard, but none of us got that one right. <laughs> just made it though. Uh, I did start writing another answer and quickly changed my mind. But yeah, no, I got a few of them, so I, I was happy about that. 
Dion, I put the plus one straight away? away because I, I I don't know if there's any Doctor Who fans in the chat or between any of us right now, but Matt Smith, uh, I love these errors as the, the 11th Doctor. Um, that's a, that's a, that's the conversation for another day because I can go on about David Tennant. But anyways, yes, Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen. So yes, that, that's definitely what I got right. Awesome. All right, Fizzman. The conversation that we we're having before is the greatest movie trilogy of all time. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear what your answer is, especially because we've been talking about Harry Potter so much in this stream. Uh, I'm curious to see what your, I, I mean, I let the cat out of the bag before, but tell me. What so is... my favorite move, my, my pick for the greatest movie trilogy ever, according to me, which I'm always right. We should all know this. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, it is Captain America, but specifically the Steve Rogers trilogy, because as we know, we now have a new Captain America in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There he is. There's my boy. Uh, and it just, it introduced us to so many characters. It built up on characters that we already know. It is honestly one of the best origin films. And then you you think with sequels, it won't, it won't part, like it won't pan out to be the same. But then the Russo brothers deliver us the Winter Soldier. And that is... Uh, Arguably, the that is probably one of the best Marvel films ever created. A political thriller mixed with the superheroes. Like you get our first mention on Stephen Strange, and also at this time, Agents of Shield, which was an amazing TV series and is completely connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, was actually airing at the time. So you had the drop of Winter Soldier, and then a couple of days later, you saw the effects of the events of with Soldier and how it how it translated into uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, because that really focused on S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA. And then finally, that finishes off with Civil War, where we see the Sokovia Accords, where we see the, the start of Wanda's grief, essentially, because she sees what her powers are doing, and then it sort of puts her into, like, this isolation. And you have, like, one of the best fights ever, and then finally, to actually really take it back to the Steve Rogers trilogy, we have that scene in Avengers Endgame in the elevator where Chris Evans, he said the iconic line, Hell Hydra, to make it think, to really open up all those doors. And then to bring it back to a bit of a Hobbit reference, uh, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Hobbit is mentioned because Bucky did read that back when it came out in the 1920s uh, or 30s, I believe. So yeah, I loved that when they when they did that in the movies. I was like one of those moments where I was like, oh oh oh! I was like, did everyone see that? Did everyone see that? <laughs> I, it was a good moment for me. <laughs> did you did you have a Captain America moment when you're like, I know that reference? You know, yeah. he says that in Avengers. <laughs> so uh, I actually missed that Hobbit reference. I got that but, uh, one. <laughs> yeah, I got that one. Um, yeah, wow. And you know what? It's funny because uh, somebody said it in the oh here, Tao said it in the in the stream before. Hands down, Winter Soldier is the best MCU movie ever. Now, Dion, I know that you're a massive uh, Marvel boy. Uh, would you agree? Is that up there, or you have a different top top movie in the MCU? MCU base, I definitely. I, I agree to a certain standpoint when he says Winter Soldier is one of the best MCU movies ever created. The Russo brothers did something amazing with this whole entire trilogy, but Winter Soldier specifically as a standalone film really shines out, outshines so many MCU movies. 
in the MCU, and it was beautifully crafted. Easily a 10 out of 10. Um, again, I'm going to be a bit biased about this. I personally prefer Civil War just because I'm just... I, as a movie, I, I just I, I think Winter Soldier is better, but I just I enjoy Civil War just a tad bit more. Um, just going back to this like Captain America trilogy, I wanted to ask you guys a question. What's everybody's favorite Captain America quote? Now I'm going to start off with mine. Mine is "That is America's ass." <laughs> That's a good one. That's great. Uh, mine would be "I can do this all day." Like that would be my favorite yeah. one, and it's nice how they tied it in throughout the whole thing. Um, and, and you know, what's really cool and interesting about the trilogy. Sorry to, oh, sorry. You know what, Taylor, what's your favorite quote before I go on my tangent? Ooh, one that we haven't said already. Cause I would have said both of those is language. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> right that, that, squares, yeah. that one's one of my favorites just because it's just such a funny moment. You don't see Steve Rogers get a, a few funnies in there, but that one, that one, uh, caught me off guard. I liked it. <laughs> Yeah, what about oh, you, he's, he's got the shield. He's got the shield. Uh, it's not necessarily said by Steve Rogers, but it does appear in a Captain America film. It is when uh, Natasha Romanoff uh, has invaded the High Council, and she basically is like, oh, did I step on your moment? And she basically just insults <laughs> Robert Redford's character, like, straight to his face, and it's like, yeah. I love it. I love it. Sorry, I'm just going to say Tao chimes in and goes, on your left. I guess that was... Um, at, right at the beginning of Winter Soldier when um, Steve Rogers is running past the Falcon. So, um, well, yeah, so. And we love Actually, how they, they brought it back into uh, Endgame as well. That was, that was like, that, that build up to that moment, saying it again. Oh, yes. Yeah. Fun fact with the Winter Soldier, with the, when it was like in, when it's released to different audiences, the list that Steve Rogers has changes per country or pay, per region. So for Australia, we got uh, Tim Tams on yes. the list but like for someone in america it would be something different so that's right and in that's india really cool be like, i didn't know that yeah and in india it was like bollywood and stuff like that and they tried to make it for, and it was it was an interesting choice that they did that uh because i guess if they, they put like random stuff it wouldn't get the same response in other countries but um you can go onto youtube <laughs> And they have a montage of like all the different, and they tell you what country it is from, and it's it's a cool little good shout there, Fizz man. I, I thought that was really interesting as well. Um, sorry, I was just going to chime in before and just say about it's it's really interesting with the um, the Captain America Steve Rogers trilogy because yes, this is his trilogy, and I do believe that this is the best trilogy in terms of like Thor's sort of story arc and also Iron Man's story arc. I feel like Captain America's. I love the origin story i thought it was unreal and and just real as well winter soldier i freaked out when i went to the cinema and the whole hydra moment as well and then of course with um civil war just seeing them all come together they introduced uh black panther and of course that insane moment when we got to see spider-man for the first time in the mcu as well it's just really iconic moments happening in captain um, in the captain america trilogy but it's also interesting because we have avenger movies in between each of these movies as well which you know builds on his character as well but the cool thing is you don't really have to see the avenger movies to appreciate the trilogy like these stories still work but you know you get introduced to extra characters like scarlet witch and all that sort of stuff and a bit of a backstory but um yeah no nah, really cool if you do What's like it? captain america let us know in the comments below as well because we'd love to share them up on the screen we got a couple of you guys chiming in as well so we really do appreciate that sorry fizzman you're saying before wasn't civil war your first marvel premiere that you were invited to oh good question or it was remember. one you dressed up for 
It'll be so funny if you know Fisman and Jay doesn't know his first premiere. It was 2016, <laughs> and I remember you had made such a, like, you, it was like a, such a big deal for you. And then I remember I did that Snapchat video video where I basically took your face and I took other, <laughs> like, Captain America characters. I, I do remember That's that. Uh, I don't know if it was my f maybe my first Marvel one, um, and I remember I dressed up as in, in the Captain America costume as well. Fizzman, do you mind just Googling that and seeing if it was? <laughs> I mean, I would have to go back in the archive. Don't do that. Don't do that. We'll be here forever. But, um... no, we've, we've got Joe on famous birthdays now. He's, he's gone viral. But also, the ta also tapped in America where you tap dance on the shield. That's right. So the reason why this shield is so like, it looks like it's been damaged. Like it looks like I've been in battle, but I actually did a, a video called tapped in America. And, and here's a bit of trivia. I can tap dance and I actually teach tap as well. And I tap danced on this shield <laughs> while fighting off some Hydra ninjas. I know it's on the internet. We'll find it somewhere and I'll share it in the Geekazoid stories one day. But, um, but yeah, we'll have to do a tap segment then Jaden. What do you tap? Duo. I used to. I did. I did dancing for about 12, 13 years growing up. No way. So I did all of that. Wow. I've got my tap, my jazz, my ballet, all of that. So we'll have to do um, a video next time where I the actually next event. learned how to tap as well while I was on Beauty and the Geek. Tegan you did. Me. You did. I, I saw, saw that. that as well. That's yeah, cool. okay. But tap shoes. Well. So Trey, come go. on, Dion. Now you got to do it too. <laughs> so, oh, oh, so Dion, I'll freestyle. I'm joining in. Dion, list of things to do. Uniform. Yeah, Dion, list list of things to do. Watch the Lord of the Rings. Learn how to tap. Cool, you've got that sorted. That's your weekend sorted. <laughs> yeah. Fizzman, is there any Homework. final comments before we move on to um my last one? Uh, no, I just think yeah, like I think we all like Steve Ro the Steve Rogers trilogy is probably like the best trilogy out of the entire MCU, and right. it just. It just holds up to this day. Like anyone can go back and watch it. Like you, even if you re have seen it so many times, you still pick up on little things. Like for example, the guy who um, is protecting the Tesseract, uh, I believe he played Walder Frey in Game of Thrones, and he also was um, Argus Filch in Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh wow. We've got a lot of, I was gonna say we got a lot of David Bradley. That's his. That's the actor's name. We've got oh, a lot of people wow. in comments saying that uh, you know Captain America <clears throat> is very good looking or handsome and stuff and like i i'm definitely not denying that fact chris evans is a beautiful beautiful fine specimen but i'll have to say this since we are talking about good looking people in the mcu my girlfriend would kill me for mentioning this but tom hiddleston is very sexy <laughs> <laughs> well i mean Kat, well funny thing you funny thing you mentioned that because in thor dark world when they're walking through the hall uh you have lo so they had steve, steve rogers make a cameo and they had uh, Loki try on the suit first, and then to get so then Chris Evans could get the mannerisms of Loki, and then so he does that, and then it transfers transports into Loki. Oh, I didn't know. That. I knew that Chris Evans was in it, but I didn't realize that he had to get the mannerisms down. Pat. That's yeah. cool. And also That's... before Chris Evans, John Krasinski was apparently going to uh, mm, play yep. Captain America, okay. but then he saw. Chris Evans and the suit, and he's like, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, and also, I think it was either Chris or Liam Hensworth who were also going to play, uh, who were also in the running to play uh, Chris, uh, to play Captain America. And then yeah. also, on the Civil War front, uh, KG Appa, who played Archie Andrews in Riverdale, actually auditioned to play Spider-Man before yeah. Tom Holland. And also, uh, Matt Lentz, oh. who is now in the Ms. Marvel uh, 
TV series. He was also going to he was also auditioning to play Spider Man as well. Got the quiz master right here with all the information about the would be castings. I'm telling you, we, we, we're going to have the Geekazoid Captain Trivia Night. We're, we're definitely going to do it. All right. Because this stream has gone very, very long, and I, I do love geeking out, and I know I keep saying that. I just need to shut up and just move along. But um, my the last thing we're going to be talking about is the, the, the greatest movie trilogy that I think deserves a mention. And this one's going to be a, a, a different shout because it's not live action. We're going to be talking about animation. And I believe that... Toy Story. The Toy Story trilogy should definitely be mentioned when we are talking about uh, greatest movie trilogies. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to be showing my age once again. But for me, Toy Story, I think I was like five or six when I went to the cinema and I I watched Toy Story for the first time. Uh, The story of a boy who loves his toys and it's his best friend and they come to life. Like, as a kid, I always thought my toys were real, and when you when you left the room, they were having a party without you. And and this movie just you know is is all about that. And it's also it's sort of like a story about you know if you're the only child in the family, uh, and then there's a new baby that comes along and it takes all the attention away, which is Buzz Lightyear. And now he is the new favorite toy, and it's you know it's that whole struggle of am I going to be you know replaced? And you know I'm not cool anymore because. You know, Woody's a, a pool toy and Buzz Lightyear's got, you know, karate chop action and all that sort of stuff. And when we're talking about greatest movie trilogies, this was the first 3D animated film ever. Like, we've seen, like, 3D shorts. Uh, we've had 2D. And to be honest, if it wasn't for Toy Story, we wouldn't be seeing... Pixar movies, uh, movies like Frozen. We wouldn't be seeing movies like Despicable Me. Anything that's you know 3D animation. Um, it it well to be honest, Toy Story really killed 2D. If it, if it wasn't for this film, the whole landscape of you know how we view uh, cartoons and, and and animation would be changed. Uh, yeah, absolutely love Toy Story. Uh, Toy Story one absolutely love fell in love with i can watch it over and over and over again and then it was topped with toy story 2 which is an incredible film and i'm just going to give you a bit of knowledge right now guys because uh toy story 2 was meant to be straight to vhs it was never meant to be released in the cinemas it was a straight to vhs that's what disney wanted that's what they did with all their sequels the sequels never made it into the cinemas but the response to the uh, to Toy Stories 2 was so welcomed and impressed, they went, nah, we have to do a, a, a cinematic release or a cinema release. So this was the third movie released in the cinemas from Pixar, uh, Bugs Life being the second movie that they released. Um, seeing this, I think this movie really made me a toy collector and appreciating the art of it, but I don't take them out of the glass shelf. I don't, I don't play with them like you meant to, but um, this movie is just, it pulls all the heartstrings. This song that you're hearing now, When She Loved Me, it's got a classic song, When She Loved Me. And also, You've Got a Friend in Me from the first one. These are iconic film, uh, iconic songs. Um, and they just make you, I don't know, they just take me back to my childhood, really. And then to be followed up with, of course, with the third film, Toy Story 3, which came out like over a decade later. And this sort of has a little darker tone than the first two. And it shows you like, what happens when you grow up and what happens to the toys and you know they they sort of look after each other like a little family so the toy story trilogy for me is 
my favorite trilogy hands down and I've actually got a couple of friends here with me just one second I was about to pull out mine as well oh go go <laughs> get it see, oh everyone's gonna see my fluffy bed socks <laughs> that's that's right I'm gonna, I'm gonna zoom up on me first this is my original Buzz Lightyear that I got when I was five or six years old he's a little and bit you still you know, have it to this day I wow. still have it still have it to this day um, he's in my office. My niece plays with him. Well, my nieces and my nephews play with him. And also as well, when I was young, I had, it had to be, you know, it had to be movie accurate. The lights a bit on it there, but had to write Andy's name on it. And I had to write Jaden, my name on it as well. They're a bit worn away there, but, um, yeah, it's really cool. Sick as a sword is still on him. I'm sure if I change the batteries, he'll go off. His wing doesn't really pop out on that side, but, um, that's my original buzz. And of course, I've got the Woody doll as well over here as well. But that's not my original Woody. I don't know where my original one is actually. And I, sorry, Woody's going off in the back there. Sorry about that. Uh, Tate, do you found? Yeah. Oh no! Oh, I didn't pick up all of them. I didn't have enough room. But I've got my little figurines, and then I've got my my Lotso and my Bullseye. My Bullseye I got for my at my first trip to Disneyland. So I got him in the arcade there. So that's why I still have him. And this one, the Lotso, it actually smells. It has like the, I don't know if it's like a blueberry flavoring or maybe it's supposed to be like bubble gum, but it actually has a smell, which is supposed to be what the, the Lotso yes. Hug and Bear Bears were supposed to smell like when they yeah. came out. So, yes, I definitely am a fan. What are your thoughts on Toy Story 4? Because obviously we're speaking about trilogies, but uh -huh. there was a fourth one. What were your thoughts? So... Uh, and that's the thing when we're talking about trilogies and I know that there is another movie after it. So people will be like, no, it's not a trilogy because it's, it's a saga. Cause there's more, there's more movies. Um, I see from toy story one to three, that's the perfect trilogy. And, and they wrap that up at the end and at the end of number three, they, they set up what potentially could happen with number four. And then number four, I believe is the start of the next trilogy as well. Because remember like, this was a big grab for Pixar. This is what got, um, you know, Disney to sign them. And then Disney, I believe, benefited off Pixar and, and, the, and the whole, like, when you go to Disneyland, they've got a Toy Story land there. You, you can't, like, if I was to hold up Woody, everyone would be like, that's Woody from Toy Story. Like, he is such an iconic character. And the really cool thing as well is, is that, sorry, Tay, I'm going off onto a tangent, but these <laughs> characters do don't change costumes at all in the films buzz lightyear <clears throat> is buzz lightyear woody is woody they don't i guess like the superheroes how they update their suits and all that they are classic they are timeless i can sit down with my nieces and nephews and watch it and enjoy it and i can sit down by myself and and watch it and have a lot of fun but to answer your question i really did like number four i haven't seen it as much as the others but uh but number four yeah it, it i was interested where they were going to take it and how it finished, and I guess we can talk about it because it's been a couple of years now, but how it finished and it's sort of like they split off into their own different directions, I guess leads to, you know, the next film or the next series mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And I loved it. I didn't have the same emotional connection as like, say, number three. Number three made me cry twice that, I believe. that's what i wanted to get at i was saying like yeah. i did love number four but number three it yeah number four didn't get me as emotional as number three did number three really pulled at my heartstrings because i felt like 
it was the generation that was saying goodbye. Like I think those cinemas, the Toy Story 3, were filled way more with um, older people than it was for younger kids. Um, for both number yeah. three and number four even, I know that that kind of generation, the, the generation that everyone, it was number three that was the movie that came out when they were of the age to go see in the yes. cinemas. So to see the next one for them, they had to wait obviously quite a while. Um, but yeah, it definitely didn't feel as emotional as number three. Definitely cry. I still cry I when I watch it. It doesn't get better. I was going to pick up on what you said today as well, but I'm like, like, who am I? I'm a 2001 baby. So I didn't really, I guess, grow up with the movies coming up in cinemas, but I do have an older brother that, you know, we had a v VHS growing, uh, VCR growing up with the VHS, you know, um, tapes. So we had the Toy Story movies growing up and I've, I've watched them on VHS. So it's kind of like definitely nostalgic to me in the early 2000s watching those movies. And then Toy Story 3, again, I agree with you. It made me bore my eyes out. Like that movie yeah. is, is, I think it is like, maybe on par with Incredibles 1, but it is like easily one of my favorite Pixar movies ever. And I just, it just got me so emotional because that's the one that, you know, again, as Tay said, the one that I, the kind of like led generation kind of grew up with because the first two came out in, in the 90s, if I'm not wrong, 1995 yep. and 1999. So, Correct. yeah, so 2010, I feel like I 100% agree with you, Jay. I feel like that was a perfect closure to Toy Story uh, with that trilogy with, you know, the ending about him giving the toys away and Toy yep, Story 4, I feel like that's like kind of, setting up a new trilogy, as you said, because that trilogy on its own is its own thing that, that made it what it is, you know? And I think Toy yeah, Story like, 3 is possibly my, my favorite just because of that that kind of emotional attachment I have towards it. Well, I remember going to see Toy Story 3 in the IMAX or at the IMAX, and it was, like you said, uh, 2010. And I remember sitting there in that incinerator <clears> scene <throat> when it happened, and they were like, is this how it ends? Is this how it ends? And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, something will happen. Something will happen. But then when, was it Jesse? Oh, I'm getting goosebumps from it. But when Jesse <laughs> leans over to Woody and grabs his hand and she just looks at him like, it's going to be okay. Like, it's okay. We're all here together. And then Woody's just looking at, yeah. Oh, oh my God. I get, get in the feels. And I'm like, I got sure. goosebumps like, the moment you started playing Ray, Ray Altman's You Got a Friend in Me just now, like as soon as you started talking about this. So, Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, oh, how fun. and you know what? It's um, I remember saying out loud in the cinema. I'm like, this can't be. Ha this is a Disney movie. This isn't how it ends. I was like mortified. Like, Have you guys seen the edit on YouTube? There's like an edit of this dude that pranked his family, and he made an edit of the incinerator scene when they're going I down. And it's just like the end credit. It just cuts to black, and it's the end. And they start. I, I, I can't remember what song they start playing. If it's got a friend in me, but. It's just literally. Yeah. I'm show you it looks video. like a horror movie. <laughs> no I did way. see I that one to... recently. I need to see that. And then, of course, just before we finish up on this one, um, the scene where Andy is playing with the toys with Bonnie and passing them on and all that, and it just brought back the feels. It, it took me back to my childhood watching the first scene uh, in the cinema. And, yeah, it's to have a movie, and not just a, like, a, like an, an animated movie to make you feel like that. Like, first of all, the writers unreal the animators unreal as well and oh, getting goosebumps now but um yeah so if you haven't seen toy story uh definitely don't look at it as a kids movie it's you know the first two are fun and the, and there's definitely stuff for kids and stuff for families and like an older adults as well but the third one i felt like it grew up like it was for the people that were you know young at heart at the time well young and then now they've gotten older and this film was for them to give us some you know a bit of like you know, closure and, and, and a perfect ending to um, 
to the trilogy. So that's it. Is there anything else you guys want to chime in before? Do you want to know a fun up? fact, Jaden? Yes, I do. Give it to me, Fizz. Uh, Toy Story 2 almost didn't happen. I know this. So <laughs> do, do, do you mind if I... So yeah, Toy go Story for it. So we're all nodding our heads. We're like, yeah. So if you know Toy Story, you know Pixar, it, the movie got deleted when they were they were animating it as well when they were in production editing it someone accidentally deleted one of the files or the folders online and as the animators were editing it they, was, they said like Woody's they, they didn't they didn't just delete a folder they deleted it no. from the root so it's yes. like everything Every, everything and it was very lucky that one of the animators working on it she was pregnant at the time and she had to work from home and she took the files home with her so she could work on the film and if it wasn't for her falling pregnant Toy Story 2 probably wouldn't have happened. So is that it is not crazy. It is unreal. Blows my mind. Yeah, it, and that baby is now, and that baby that was born is now marked as a hero. Yeah, <laughs> and that baby trilogy is coming out. Yeah, so that's insane. And th and there's all sorts of things as well. Like you could just go on a whole deep dive in terms of Toy Story. Like Woody was meant to be a, a ventriloquist a ventriloquist dummy and he was meant to be the villain of the first one and they didn't like that so could you, you could you imagine woody being the villain and i could low-key see that have you have you guys seen woody when he's not like alive like his eyes are just like like this the whole time i feel like i could definitely see that happening like if it's just him not having any facial expression at all he could be like some creepy ventriloquist i can't even pronounce it ventriloquist <laughs> oh yeah. Soulless. Uh, the soulless. Wait, do, do you to want to be really freaked out? Hold on, watch this. Ready? Hey, Ellie, hey. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Sometimes he goes off at night, and I'm just like, just like See, that would be terrifying off, so. as a ventriloquist doll. <laughs> yes, like well, horrifying. And, then, and yeah. then the dummies made it in number four, so that that was a really creepy scene as well. I Dude, thought they added like, that in there for the adults because I was like, damn, that's scary. It was I mean, scary. Especially... so many things for the adults, like the hooker in uh, oh, Story yeah. 1. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but also, yeah. to build on Tay's point, uh, the Lotso Bear smells like strawberries. So that's yes. the uh, scent that you're picking up on. That's the one. Strawberries. I knew it smelled fruity. I knew it was going to be yeah. like a pink scent. But yes, yeah, strawberries. That's what it is. It did have a sticker on it. Beautiful. So I think that's going to wrap it up, guys. We've got about three more minutes until it's been two hours of this stream. My goodness. Apologies Jeez. to you guys because you're probably hungry and all that sort of stuff. And can I say, lucky we didn't pick another uh, discussion topic to talk about. Uh, this is insane. We're going to have to cut back on the trending topics, but uh, it was insane that we got through that. I'm just going to mention two things real quick. Like, I'm just going to skip before Go I forget. Because, um, you know, Tay was mentioning uh, Disneyland or Disney World. I'm not too sure which one before. I don't know if you guys heard about the news about them possibly oh, making a Disneyland in Victoria. Again, I'm not going to go it's, around it's, to that. It's, we can save that for next week. Yeah, but so they've been happen. saying that for about 20 years. That same post <laughs> circulates or they create a new one, but it's the same info. And it yeah, happens every like usually three years. And that's been happening for about a decade now that they've uh, said Disneyland's, you know, going to come to Australia but there is no like nothing in the Fingers works crossed, at all. I'm, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing so it there, there may not be a Disneyland coming to Australia, but Sydney and Australia is going to be part of the Disney cruise. So there oh. is our little bit of Disney magic. Okay. But also speaking of parks, um, in Japan with the Harry Potter world, they're actually building like a life-size Hogwarts castle where you can actually go in 
and explore it. So I'm that's my travel destination for the next couple of years. That yeah, would wow, be insane. And and just touching on what you're saying about the the uh, Disneyland in Victoria, I did see that article as well, and I thought the same thing as as well as you, Tay. Um, they said that they were looking at sites for a possible uh, theme park to be placed there as well. But originally, Australia was hurt, meant to get it was meant to get a Disneyland, but then they decided to go over to uh, Shanghai, I think, got it, or maybe it was the Tokyo Disneyland that they ended up going over there because they felt like more people traveled over there and it was more uh, feasible. But there was meant to be a Disney pier in Sydney and they were meant to take over like the rocks. It was meant to be all Disney, Fire Disney were going to own that area and there were going to be some uh, like rides and stuff like that, but that fell through as well and that was a long time ago. But we can talk about that 100% another time one more thing i wanted to mention real quick i finished spider-man it was definitely amazing oh the game it was so good yes 10 out of 10 yes the insomniac spider-man game on on ps5 oh my gosh it had me emotional i feel like i love toby Maguire, but i feel like it was better than no way home i feel like they could have released that in cinemas that's all i'm going to say i don't want to drag it on but it was it was so good Fizzman, you're playing it at the moment aren't you how did you i am how, how you going? Uh, I haven't had a chance to play it as much because I've just been very busy. Uh, yep. But so far, I am enjoying it. I feel like they did really well in translating it from PlayStation to PC. So I'm excited to explore it more and uh, get more into the story. Beautiful. Any last? Uh, how about we? How about we start to sign off now, Taylor? If people want to find you on your socials, where can they find you? So across all social medias, you'll find me at Miss Marvos. So that's Marvel AUS at the end. It's play on words there. But yeah, that's across all social medias, that's where you'll find me. Awesome. Captain Fizzman, where can we find you? You can find me everywhere at Captain Fizzman. Uh, all socials are under the same handle. So yeah, that should make it easier to find me. Dion, you know what to do. Where can they find you? You guys can find me on TikTok and Instagram. The thing is, unlike Tay and Fizzman, mine aren't the same because of some username that someone tried to take my original username but anyway so my tiktok username is king with two z's world and then my instagram username is king with two i's and then one z world and if you guys want to follow me on my socials, it's at jrod underscore HD. Make sure you follow us at Geekazoid Live on uh, on uh, t- Twitter, on Instagram as well. We're going to be uploading a lot more content on there as well. Uh, and we're going to be sharing some stories like we did last week. There was a template that we made. So definitely join that fun. And we'll, we'll have some more ideas coming along very, very soon as well. Thank you so much, guys, for geeking out with us here on Geekazoid. If you want to catch the podcast version, it will be up on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify tomorrow. Uh, and if you're watching the video on demand as well, still leave a comment. Join us for the live stream. We're going to be organizing some giveaways very, very soon. So um, definitely stay tuned for that. Guys, thank you so much for your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy your the rest of your week. And I cannot wait to geek out with you next week. Let's sign off, guys. Have a great one, guys. And we'll see you very, very soon. See you guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.